0: Welcome back to Going Long on First, everybody. Coming at you from a Thursday night because you know life happens, so that's all right. It's an off season. We got some flexibility. Not a whole lot of news coming out these days. Just some big news a couple days ago, but of course that we got to cover. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, you know, life is life is pretty easy right now in the NFL. Not a lot happening. Draft is still a month and a half away. Free agency hasn't started yet, so news in the NFL world is slow, which is why everybody's talking about Sean Watson, J.J. Watt, Russell Wilson. Russell
1: Wilson, uh, you no. Know.
0: But rumors... He gave, he gave his list of teams today. He gave his list of teams. Rumors aside, I think we all, everybody knows where we need to start this today. Carson Wentz officially traded to the Colts for a couple of lousy picks.
2: Whoa! A couple of
0: lousy picks, you know. Some people would, uh, some people would describe it as that. But Carson Wentz is officially off the Eagles. Finally, many team many fans' dreams finally happened. Jeremy, as our as our resident Eagles fan here, what's your reaction? You know, so,
3: something, Seth. Um, I feel relieved. I guess that's where I, where I would say is like you knew it was coming somehow, some way. However, it was going to happen. Um, I'm just glad it happened. Um, I hope we move on when we just try to make Hertz the guy, give him at least a year. You know, um, I would maybe take a, like a second day or a late round pick at QB or a guy this half season take a chance on, but I hope they give Hertz the chance here, but uh, it just feels nice. I mean, it, honestly, for the return we got back, it could turn into a two and a one. Next year, could. pick could it could, be. A
0: depending one. on and it probably will because you would think Wentz is gonna play what? What is it, 75%?
3: 75%, or the Colts have to make the playoffs.
0: One of those two things has to
3: happen. So one, I will he has to play I will,
1: he has to play 70% and they have to make the playoffs, right?
3: <laughs> I don't think it's both. I thought it was at first, but I read something today where it sounds like it's one or the other. Um interesting. I'm not I'm not positive. I'll have to double check that because there was kind of it's kind of it hasn't hit the it goes through, I think, the beginning of next month. Um, and not all the, the nitty-gritty came out, but it sounded like it was one or the other, basically. So he plays 75% or they make the playoffs. Because um, I think what I what I did here is, you know what? Because now that's kind of phrase-friendly. But regardless, if Wentz goes over there and gets hurt, gets some crazy injury, doesn't play 75%, ultimately we win, too, because we get a third and a two, and we got the guy off the books. We're not paying this injury-prone guy. Um, but ultimately, if he goes over there and he plays seventy five percent. We get a first round pick. I mean, you can't you can't really argue with that. Um, I think I would I would have rather have had the first round pick be this year. But at the same point in time, it might come through to be better next year. Um, by not getting it this year, maybe it pushes us into rolling with Hurts moving forward. Um, and then next year, hey, we got you know possibly two first round picks. That's a lot of draft capital next year. But you got to make a move for a QB. You know they're probably trying to wait on that. I think as much as I've hated on Howie lately, I think the guy actually got something out of, I mean, literally once was dead in the water in Philly, you know? And it sounded like pretty much from day one, it sounded like it was going to be Indy. And uh, we ended up getting a three and a possible one. So, I mean, you can't really complain about that. Like, you knew the guy had to go, and you knew kind of where he was going, and we still possibly got a first-round pick. I'll
0: take it. I mean, the way it kind of ended was, like you just said, not a surprise. But also, it sounded like really Indy was the only serious better in this. It sounded like Chicago really wasn't too into it. I mean, they may have called. But, but it sounded like Indy was the only legitimate team. So, so from what <laughs> I heard, uh, Chicago wasn't even really serious at all.
3: It just sounded like they kind of like kicked the tires on it, but It seemed like from day one, everybody really knew, like, hey, it's Indy or bust, you know. But uh, uh, there's a lot of speculation coming out that Wentz really forced his hand in this to get out of uh, Philly. So, I mean, here's the thing is you've got statistically the worst quarterback in the league last year, starting quarterback. And then you got a guy that's known to want out of that locker room. And he has a specific destination that he wants to go to. And you still possibly got a first-round pick. That's not bad. You know what I mean?
1: You were—that wasn't your initial reaction, though, was it? What was Honestly, your what was the first time you looked at?
3: It? My initial reaction was, "Thank God this fucker is gone." Honestly, that was like initially. That's how I felt. And well, then, has
1: it, are we five minutes into the podcast yet,
0: Seth?
3: Seth, <laughs> just about. You know, I'm sorry, Seth. I—that's I, early. But, no, uh, that's fine. Was, I was just—I was just happy the guy was gone. That was that was a good spot for an effort. Yep, yep. Um, I was I was happy he was gone. And then I seen, I seen a, a third and a, a two, like an extra two. And I was like, oh, like, that's terrible. And then I kind of sat and thought through it. I was like, you know, now that I sit here and think through it, like, I mean, we didn't have a lot of options. Like, he just had to go. We had to get the money off the book. And, like, I was kind of reading through some stuff. And the one person, one of the people on Eagles Twitter put the comment out there, like, if Wentz doesn't get the compensation he did in that contract, we probably would have just cut him. Probably. I mean, honestly, like going into next year, if he starts stinking it up right away, he would have came in the next year as a backup and then possibly been a camp cut, you know? But it's just like, hey, I mean, realistically, for getting him off the books, I'll take one year of, you know, a bunch of dead money and two draft picks back, possible first next year. I'll
0: take that all day long for sure. See, do you see any losers in this trade? Uh, I would say if there is a
3: loser, it's got to also be the Eagles. Just for the simple fact of, hey, we used, we we moved around a lot of draft capital to go up and get Wentz five years ago. Um, So ultimately, we're the loser because we thought we had a franchise quarterback and now he's not our franchise quarterback. He's not even on the roster. I think in any situation, that kind of makes you the loser. But uh, I think this is pretty... You can't really you can't really do it on its face, you know. You can't really say, "Hey, Eagles lost this." Now, Wentz comes out and gets hurt right away. Colts are the loser. You know what I mean, Wentz comes out and stinks it up. culture the loser. It's all going to come down to how Wentz plays. And even if even if Wentz goes out in Indy and if he blows it up for two years, yeah, we we're still a loser. But I don't think I feel much different about it than now. I just I'm so happy to have that guy out of Philadelphia, man. And I'm not even like a Wentz hater. It's just like. The way that was starting to – It was time yeah, to hold on. Yeah, I was going to – it was starting to get ugly. It was honestly starting to get kind of ugly. I mean, there there's some stuff that come out that Wentz and uh, Doug Peterson didn't talk for eight to ten weeks during the season. I he wasn't that. responding to that. – that. that's terrible to me. That's terrible. He wasn't responding to Howie's, you know, Howie's how phone calls and text messages. And it's just like the Howie thing doesn't get me as much because – he's howie roseman and i mean i kind of hate the guy too but like the doug thing really gets me like your super bowl winning head coach who's i mean he's deflected everything in the media for carson and he really put his neck out there for him and he wasn't probably the guy that benched him it probably came from the top and it's like you don't communicate with this guy childish you know and it just makes me happy that he's out a little bit of that kind of makes me happy that doug's out because it just it sounded like a place where it just needed a full fresh start I would have preferred uh, how he'd been gone too, if I'm being totally honest.
0: So um, I also read but, that, and I don't know if this is true, but that this all started really from the Super Bowl year. It's when Wentz got hurt and they started Foles in the playoffs, but Wentz was pushing for himself to start, but they chose Foles over, over him. There's been a lot of speculation that's been coming out that there was that with
3: the playoffs. There was the thing about this, the statue being put out in front of the organization, dug in and, and fools. There's been a lot of stuff that's been coming up about that with, it's like, it's almost like a jealousy thing. I think ultimately all that really shows is maturity is not on Wednesday side. Um, and that's one thing where it's going to be, you know, a breath of fresh air with Hertz is like person Hertz, Hertz has been through it all. Like that guy has been benched, transferred everything, you know? And, uh, kind of been resilient through the entire thing and then you got Wentz here who's he come into Philly and like yo we went and traded our starting quarterback Bradford after like a decent year and then we just gave him the reins to the organization you know just like hey you're the guy you know yep. he didn't have to earn the spot nothing and it's like all of a sudden when you get a little bit of a uh, controversy and controversy in there all of a sudden the guy starts to crumble so uh, that's where I kind of started leaning kind of back to the Eagles on that where I was just like you know this is ugly and it's a mess and it should never shook out this way. But it seems like, so see that that's where you kind of question: is that why they took Hertz where they took Hertz? You know what I mean? And then it got worse once Hertz was in the building. Like then Carson totally fell off the deep end. And at that point, there's a there's a video going around on YouTube right now, and it's all of Hertz's ah uh, Wentz's turnovers in the last year plus, and some of them are just so bad, like just that's the thing is when he's when he's like five weeks in an indie, and if I see him just totally overthrow a receiver by like 10 yards and it turns into a pick or totally throw it to, to a guy's feet on a screen I'm gonna be like that's the once I know <laughs>
2: that's the <laughs> once I know um and they it's just
3: bench gonna him be like, at that point. yeah I was gonna say at that point it's like then Indy looks bad um I just there's I don't see a world where he gets back to 2017 once. I don't see a world where he gets back to even 2019 Wentz. I don't see a world where this guy's an MVP consideration because he doesn't have the physical attributes anymore. Yes. He's got the arm, but he doesn't have the ability to get around escape the pocket make these wild plays. It'll be, if he refines the mechanic and gets more accurate, um, which brings me to like, ultimately accuracy is kind of the big question mark. Cause that's been the big comparison between Wentz and Hertz is their completion percentage. The thing about it with Hertz on the field is he just looked like he threw a more catchable ball. Um, and no matter how it shakes out with uh, Wentz and Indy, if Hertz turns into the franchise guy, I think then we won this. If Hertz turns this into and he's like Russell Wilson 2.0, like if he's our version of that, I think we won the trade regardless. Because then we got picks for, you know, I mean, our garbage. It was like literally just burning a hole in our cap situation. So what was ideally a backup QB to us is turned into picks and then possibly, Hurts is the guy. I, I honestly, I have, I have a lot of faith in Hurts. I think that guy could be something.
0: So I think, I think there's really only one loser in all this. The, you know, depending on if, Wentz, you know, turns out well in in Indy. And I think if any guy could do it, it's probably Reich. And Carson gets a new, a new fresh, a fresh place to go, things like that. So. But I think really the only loser, as you kind of mentioned it, Jeremy, was Eagles Eagles brass, their uh, front office, where they're taking a risk on potentially – I mean, and it'll probably turn into a first-round pick. I mean, obviously, Colts are going in with Wentz as their starter. So really the only way that he doesn't hit that 75% mark is if he gets hurt, which is obviously a big question mark because he's been injury-prone the last couple years. So who knows if that'll happen. But if he stays healthy, I think there's a pretty good shot that – he can turn his career around in Indy. But- and I,
3: I, I mean, I can't say that I, I want the guy to do bad. Obviously, I want him to do good because then we get a better pick out of it. But um, like I said, I just don't see him getting back to MVP consideration once that he was. And thats I think that's ultimately why, realistically, regardless, I'll always consider the Eagles the loser in this, is because we had what looked like the next big thing at quarterback, and now he's gone,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah. Now – Okay. So that leads me to my next question. So it, it hurts is hurts is now your number one quarterback in, in Philly, but is he really their guy? Because the way some reports, at least what I've read is Philly's going to take, you know, they're going to take calls on, or they're going to reach out to quarterbacks and they may even take a quarterback at number six. I, I've read those reports, obviously we'll see what happens, but there's rumors that Hurts might not be the definitive number one, even with what's gone. And he's definitely not.
3: I mean, you can't come out of last
0: year and go, this guy's
3: the guy. You can't come out of that last season and think that, but you also can't come out of last season and think he's definitely not the guy. Um, I would say, so I don't know how much, I, I think a lot of that is probably the, the Eagles playing to the, to the media. And obviously, it's like, hey, this team needs a quarterback now. Let's uh, let's drop all these mock drafts where they go get a guy. I think the only time where we take a quarterback is, I mean, God forbid if we get all the way to one for some crazy reason. I could see where um, Howie just tries to really climb the draft board. Um, I don't see it happening. I mean, that that would be quite the haul to get to one, and we probably don't have the draft capital. Um, now, we probably do have a real shot at Zach Wilson, though. Um, and that's one guy where I'd probably be – that's the one guy where I'd probably be like, okay, I'd take Zach Wilson. Like, I'd take the talent because Wilson kind of falls into the line of – I mean, this is early for the, like, the draft stuff later, but Zach Wilson kind of falls in line with, like, Joe Burrow where he had the hot season or, like, Aaron Rodgers where he had a hot season and then, bang, he turns into a guy. And it's like – that's actually where I've been running into a lot of stuff of is Zach Wilson the guy he want over uh, – uh, I just spaced out his name. Shoot. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, I've been reading yeah. those those articles a lot. I've been reading that a lot. And it's you know what Trevor you,
1: you, you know what this is, Seth? This is the Philly hype train just birthing right here on the, this podcast, this very podcast, the Philly hype train for Zach Mother F and Wilson. At hey, would you want are- you to trade up, you're gonna trade up to three, try to snipe Zach Wilson out, out of two. somebody's hands. I'll go
3: up to two for him. I'll go up to two for him for sure. I'd go up to two for him. So Damn. there's a quarter. If there's a quarterback that I would take out of this draft, it'd probably be Zach Wilson. That'd probably be the guy I'd go to. Realistic, like, realistic guy available. Because, I mean, you're not going to go up and get Lawrence. You'd have to get to one. And it sounds like Urban literally took that job because he wants Lawrence. Um, No way I'm touching fields. No way I'm touching a No-House State quarterback, if I'm being completely honest. But Zach Wilson, like, just the talent's there. Like, he's a playmaker. It's very, like, like I said, like Joe Burrow, or, like, where he climbed the draft boards, or Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's got that type of super talented arm where he's more of like the Rodgers Mahomes mold rather than this just Lawrence who's just your, or kind, or you know, six like, foot you five. Know,
0: maybe like Carson Wentz who climbed the draft boards his, uh, his senior year.
3: Yeah, but Wentz's story is different
0: because it's uh, it's a D-1-double-A
3: double team, you know. I mean, that would be more similar to Trey Lance where it's just like, and don't get me wrong, I mean, there's no combines or anything, so it will be a funny year. Trey Lance could climb the boards like that. I have seen so many mocks that are sending Trey Lance to us that I find it just absolutely hysterical because if we go get another North Dakota quarterback, that will not sit well in Philly.
0: <laughs> you no know, way I that means well. He, uh, I've read a lot of mocks too and listened to a lot of things where people are saying you could see four to five quarterbacks go in the first 10, 15 picks. You could.
3: There's just a lot of teams that are needy and there's not the shake that you were expecting with like the trades because you would have expected Donald to be gone by now. I mean, now if there's a, so that's another thing is Deshaun Watson come out and said that he told, he flat told the new coach that he's not going to play for Houston. Deshaun Watson came on. I read that today. Um, and then you got Russ putting out who he's willing to go play for. You got Carolina unloading all this cap. Now there's the rumors that Christian McCaffrey will get flopped with some picks for Deshaun. depending how this off season plays out, I think that's totally possible sets where you see a bunch of quarterbacks go right off the bat. Now, how many of those guys are actually deserving? You know what I mean? Like how many of them really should go, but that's the problem anymore is now it's such a, you have to have a quarterback. Like you have to have a quarterback and the teams that win are always the team with quarterbacks on young quarterbacks on like rookie contracts. That's the up and coming teams. That's the best way to build your roster right now. So if you're in a team like the Bengals how are you going to build your roster? You got Joe Burrow on a rookie contract, build your roster, you know?
0: Yeah. So actually that, you know, you kind of jump into my my next point here is what does this mean for all the other quarterbacks? Now we've kind of talked before, especially you, Jeremy, you said Carson Wentz is kind of the first domino that needs to fall and all this for these other quarterbacks to go. But it's interesting. I'm interested to see what your guys' opinion are on the chances of Wilson going the chances of Watson going the chances of Jimmy G moving or Sam Darnold or Derek Carr, who we've talked about endlessly the last few weeks, but with these quarterbacks slowly moving, you know, you had Stafford probably what close to a month ago. Now, now we see Wentz go now know the, the trade market's heating up for guys like Wilson, who, who just released teams that he would go to hypothetically if he was to be moved. But that
1: was what a backhanded, like comment he was making, and I know he was getting pressed on it. I don't know if he was on Dan Patrick or something, and then his agent. I don't
0: remember where. It put was. this
1: one out. Um, but it's like he's not definitively saying like, "Yes, I want to be on the, Se- the Seahawks." He's kind of saying like, "Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if it worked out, or or uh, things got to change, but I'd like to come back." And and but then you don't like even this wasn't even a leak his agent just flat out came out and said like, yeah, we're kind of trying to come back, but here's four teams we'd like to go to. If not, this was, I didn't believe it like a week ago or two when this first started coming out. But now that his agent came out so forward with this, about as forward as you see in the NFL these days, no one, no one really comes out. Watson was probably the only bold one to come out and say like, trade me. Um, but a superstar like Russell Wilson, his agent coming out and saying, like, we got four teams we'd like to go to if something, something happens. And you're, you're sitting back like, okay, this is, this is now like a 50-50 shot.
0: You know what I mean?
1: They, they don't play off that way, but it's coming off that way.
0: I, so I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on if these guys actually move or not because, to me, I really don't see any of these guys moving, in my opinion. I mean, okay. I think Watson's gone. I think Watson's gone. Cause I said, I really think he's just going to
3: force his way out the door. He flat told the coach, like he flat told him, he's like, I will not play in Houston
0: GM, but the GM Casario has flat out said multiple times. He said, we have no interest in moving him.
3: Sounds so, like he's holding out. Sounds like he's holding out and they're just burning that hole. In I mean, their, in their I pocket. mean,
0: they could, like I've said before, this could turn into like a Le'Veon Bell situation where Watson sits for a year and then they finally say, okay, yep, yeah, you can go kind of thing. I mean, I'm not you saying it will happen, but and maybe and they get, get a, an offer they can't refuse. But I don't to me, unless they're getting where where are they oh they're they they do not have a first round pick that's right. Unless they're getting a they don't top have a first, second, pick,
3: or third round pick. Unless they're getting they don't a top
0: have a top three pick.
1: Yeah. And They have a third. They have a they do have a third. Do they, have do a third they have a
3: third pick? Okay, they do okay so they, they not really that
1: not that, that, that matters. They're not getting to quarter but starting quarterback in the future at the third round. No, I mean Houston, they they have to get a top five pick if they're gonna trade him.
0: I, I mean, and and the tricky part with the Panthers is they're at six. So unless you get like unless you get their six, like their second round pick, you get CMC, you'll get somebody else, like, and then you can move up from six to three or four. You know, have enough capital then to move up. I don't see think- how you move Watson without getting another young quarterback
1: in there. Exactly. Oh, I mean, eight, right? You don't want to, you don't want to piss off the Eagles fan here. He's, he's at pick six. He's going to claim that. <laughs> oh wait, it. no.
0: Panthers are at seven, right?
3: <laughs>
1: eight, eight. I think Lions are at seven. Panthers, oh, Panthers right.
3: are, I was going to say the Panthers are almost at 10. There's why the, nine, like that. I mean,
1: the, the Panthers themselves are in a tough spot because you know, you never know if there's going to be a quarter, one of the top four quarterbacks available at eight, just the way it's starting to shake out. But the Texans, I mean, Nick Casario himself kind of came into a dumpster fire that I'm not sure he knew at all was going to happen. But as the Texans GM in the spot, you can't come out and say, like, we're exploring options because you just brought down the market value. You might not get a top five spot if you're already, like, actively, like, selling him. He, he so, so I'm not really buying that necessarily, like, oh, we're not moving him. He's, he's just playing hardball. Teams are going to have to like really bid for Watson here, which it seems like, or what were the teams that Watson that came out and said it was, it was jets. Cowboys, New Orleans. I, I don't think know, the I'm dolphins were in there. About, weren't
0: they? Yeah. Dolphins, Dolphins, Jets, jets
1: Panthers. That might've been it. I
0: think it was. That's why the Panthers have been doing all this stuff to create cap space, to create some capital here to go get him. You can thing.
1: kind of rule. I mean, the, Bears are looking for a quarterback. You can kind of rule them out. But those three teams for sure, yeah, I would say, like, if the Jets, it'll come down to the, the Jets and the Dolphins. He probably wants to go to the Dolphins, but the Jets have the number two. If the Texans end up with Zach Wilson out of all this, I think they're sitting pretty. You know it's what I not mean? Bad. Yeah,
0: it's not a bad alternative. Now, obviously, that's no guarantee to where Watson is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And he's right. a guy that you can build around. I mean, as a Texans fan, as the Texans themselves, I mean, you got to hope that something happens because he's a guy you can build a team around. I mean, he's shown right. he's shown that he can carry that offense. I mean,
1: dude's 25 years old; like he's barely not a rookie, but yeah. he's already established in the league. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm as as the days go by. I'm thinking Watson's out. I agree with Jeremy. And then this Wilson news is kind of shocking. So we'll see how that plays out.
0: So Jeremy, you think Watson's out? Owen, you're probably thinking the same thing too. I'm still kind of iffy on it. Um, But Wilson, I mean, is Wilson going to be in Seattle next year? No, like you said, Owen. Two weeks ago, nobody was like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, this is just blowing smoke." But sounded now like it's a like, fake rumor. Yeah. yeah, But now it's it seems real almost. At least the at least the rumors, or at least the potential, the possibility that Russell Wilson, who has carried this team for so many years, has reestablished Seattle as a, a dominant force in the NFC and really in the league.
1: Man, but, if you're the like, if you're one of those four teams. Like obviously, if the Saints ended up with him, holy crap, look out! I mean, if you're the Bears, like you're Nagy, Ryan Face, you 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 give anything you got to get Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. So, so in that sense, I think Seahawks are going to get a lot of like great trade offers
2: for him.
0: What what was the what was the first rumor to come out? Like three first round picks or something like that. It was
2: for Wilson. Everything's
0: been three. Yeah, everything's been three, been three first
3: round picks for Wilson.
2: Yeah, everybody's
3: I'm, been saying that. I mean, I guess that's a you're lot. Gonna,
0: that's a lot.
1: You're gonna get two, like he's under contract still, but you're gonna get another. still top tier quarterback contract out of him, so it almost seems. What, gosh, what was three the, first so. though?
0: Stafford trade. The uh, Lions got what? Aside from Goff, they got a few first, right? So that's kind of got to be your 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 baseline, right? I mean, if you're gonna give up seems two like for Stafford. I guess, yeah, three first-round picks for Wilson is realistic. I mean, I would – to me, I wouldn't do that. But that mm-hmm. you're trading – you're literally trading your next three to four years of draft picks for one guy. I mean, I, I don't know if I would even do that for Watson, who is seven years younger now. Something right. Like
1: that. right, right, right. Yeah, tough sell. It is. What, Watson, I'd sell the house. But, I mean, Wilson – Unless, like I said, unless you're the Bears who are, you have no chance at Watson, I mean, I just if you don't like take every chance you got at a guy like Russell Wilson, like what are you doing?
3: You yeah, I, think I, dis- I think I disagree with you guys. I think I'd go all out for Russ over Watson. I understand age. What is there four years separating them?
0: Four or five seven. years separating them? Ten? Is it really well, ten? He's not seven. seven. No, seven. seven. Okay, seven. Yes. Yeah, seven is it seven? Is it seven? Yeah. I think I'd still go all Russell's out Russell's in I mean, his early thirties now.
3: Russ is – I mean, Russ is going to have the ability to play if that guy wants till he's 40. Um The thing about Russ is you don't have any injury concerns. And then on top of it with Russ, he's been there, done that. The guy's got a Super Bowl. He's been to two. I mean, Watson's never actually done
0: anything. But what kind of team has he had that – I mean, he's been in Watson? the league, what, four years now? Four years? Watson was thrown to the best receiver in the league for multiple years.
1: Yeah, I mean, he t- you, so he you took him – to the playoffs, uh, Once, to a, took him to the second round of the playoffs the year before. This year, I mean, he led the league in passing yards with a with a dumpster team. I mean, that is something.
0: The, I think the biggest difference, if, if we want to compare careers here so far, which we can't really because Watson has barely scratched the surface of his career, is early on in Russell's career, he had one of the best defenses of, of all time, the Legion of Boom, who took him to one Super Bowl, And then he, he took them to their second, but lost. So the one Super Bowl Russ did win. It was because of that defense where the Texans haven't had a legitimate defense. I mean, have they ever really had a good defense?
2: Other than maybe some
0: primetime Watt years, but that was before Watson then.
2: Yep. I was
3: going to say they had some years with Watt there and I've always had talent on their defensive side. My thing is I don't think I would ever give up that much draft capital for an injury prone quarterback. That guy's been injured multiple times in the NFL already, and on the college level. I would never give up that type of capital for a guy like that. To so where like you can go get Russ, who is a winner and has put up numbers, and won. I mean, the, everything's everything is positive for Russ, other than he's a couple years older.
2: Like he's Man, seven years older, or
3: whatever.
1: Jeremy, you're gonna you're gonna blame the guy for getting kicked in the eyeball, almost losing his eyeball. <laughs> no, just kidding. I I do I do see your point. I do. I mean, because Russell Wilson is as established in the league as you get right now uh, among the top five quarterbacks in the league, but you could also make the argument for Watson. So it's a really interesting give and take. Um, I can't wait to see. I mean, this podcast will finish, and then all of a sudden the Jets have sent two firsts and Sam Darnold to Texans. But
0: here's my other thing: is I I just I really don't think there's going to be as much quarterback movement as we thought. I mean, other than Wentz and Stafford, I.
1: Other, yeah. Other than what already happened, yeah, I can see that.
0: I mean, I
3: think there'll be one more obvious. I think there'll be one more big one. And I think it'll be Watson. I think Watson's
0: gone. I think, I think Watson is probably the most likely because just yeah. because he's come out so many times. But here's also the interesting. Didn't he just tweet out last night, this morning, or something like that? Something about loyalty and things like that. Don't forget it. I don't know. Did you guys see that?
1: I, there was something like that. I thought it was a, a future quote, but I couldn't. I couldn't pinpoint
3: it. <laughs> I don't trust social media when it comes to athletes. After I've seen the things that Kyrie Irving has put on Twitter
1: oh, or just man. said in
3: general, I avoid everything. I, I just like
1: Jeremy was trying I to just... start fights in the ESPN Twitter yesterday. I kind of breezed over that.
3: <laughs> You've seen it.
1: You've seen it. <laughs> I got a good laugh,
3: bro. I, I – uh that one had me stirred up a little bit because I was like, this is racism. I'm oh like, boy. this is literally – I have no this- idea what you guys are talking about. I don't know. What Seth, <laughs> it, is not, it is not something that needs to be spoke about on this podcast, but I recommend you go look at it. I'll make it even more obvious. It's a picture of Kobe Bryant as the logo for the NBA.
0: Oh, I and, saw that. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I saw that. Did you
3: – I have no problem with that. Like, don't get me wrong. If I if I was to make somebody of the, uh, the logo, Kobe Bryant would be on my short list. But uh, don't forget Seth Curry. Yeah, I wouldn't put him there. But um it's uh it's it's the quote he put with it. And I was like, dude brought race and ethnicity to it. And I was like, yo, you know, imagine if an if a hockey player was to go, hockey was built on white kings. <laughs> There would be so much backlash and uproar about that. The world would probably literally melt every hockey rink in the world and just close it up be like, well, you, you can't play this anymore. But God forbid that Kyrie Irving – but the thing about it is I think Kyrie, Kyrie Irving has said so many controversial and just flat st- stupid things like the world is flat that people don't really pay attention to. I think the reason it was getting the publicity it was is because Kobe Bryant was in the picture.
0: Yeah, I, I did see that, but that's as that's as we, far. That was the I was gonna say we're already that. we're already too deep into this, anyways. But Owen, I'm glad you've seen that.
1: <laughs> I did. I, I did laugh. I was trying to think of something to reply to, but I didn't. It was too spicy. I couldn't I couldn't dip my toes.
3: Let, let me ask you this real quick. Do you understand where I'm coming from?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Yep.
3: All
0: so right, then, um, onward, yeah. Seth. Onward. <laughs> let's let's get back to this quarterback talk. So I was saying before, I don't think as many quarterbacks will be moved as this off season, as we had initially maybe thought because John Lynch comes out the other day and says, Jimmy G's our guy, as long as he's healthy. So that kind of cements Jimmy, at least in my opinion, in San Francisco, at least short term, you know, maybe they go and draft a younger guy to maybe develop. I don't know. Sam Darnold. I would be, I don't know. To me, I'm not, I'm kind of on Jeremy's side on this. Like I'm not sold on Darnold not being you know, a franchise quarterback still. I mean, he's been on some bad teams there. And if they can surround him with some decent talent, I think he could be a good, a good quarterback. So, Seth, to that point, I read, I,
3: I read something about Darnold. And it said that Darnold's like his skill position players around him have been bottom three. His pass protection has been bottom three. He's had a different coach. He's got, he's got a bottom three coach. And they were just listening through all these things in, in every category, coach, team, defense, I, like everything surrounding him, It's been bottom five or bottom three. And it's like this guy's had no chance, literally no chance at all. So it's like if you were to put I, – I, if you're the Jets, getting rid of Darnold and just drafting another quarterback, what good does that do you? Darnold's only like 24 years old. Like yep. the dude's literally the age of most of these rookie quarterbacks coming in. And it's like you've already got – you already know what you have with Darnold and it's like he's already seen the league, go surround him. That's that's what I would do. I would I would either take that pick and then move it back and try to get more picks, but I would surround Darnold. I, I don't think there's a guy in this draft that I just flat go, I want him over Darnold, other than maybe Lawrence. That's it.
0: Yeah, see, that, that that's where the argument is, and obviously they're not going to have Lawrence unless Urban Meyer forgets how to think. I mean, that would be the only thing. So- that happens with him.
1: That's an Urban Meyer that 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 he does
0: that. You know, maybe he'll draft Tim Tebow. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. So, we'll see wow. If that happens. Um, wow. you know, T- Tebow did retire from baseball, so it could happen. Not to go back to football, I don't think. I don't think that's what it was. So it, Tebow hey,
3: playing QB for Urban Meyer in Florida, of all places. Could you imagine? Run it, hey, back. That, Run that's, it back. That's so.
0: that's where it, it's where it's meant to be in Jacksonville, mind you. Um okay so all right so quarterbacks quarterbacks we'll continue to talk about quarterbacks of course but
1: the only other news i seen was uh John Lynch gave Jimmy G a a uh a vote of confidence yes. he said i i see Jimmy G being our quarterback next year let,
0: yeah if if he's helped, I yes i yeah so i just don't see as as many quarterbacks moving i think I think Chicago sticks with Trubisky unless they fall in love with a guy like Mac Jones, which I think he'd be the only one there unless they move up a bunch of picks, but I see Trubisky back in Chicago, much to their dismay, but you know, I just, Teddy Bridgewater obviously probably won't be in Carolina. You know, they're at a, they're at a place where they can pick a new quarterback, unless he's just their bridge guy, but then that's just temporary. So I yep. think there'll be a little bit more movement, but not as much as we initially thought, where half the league would have a new quarterback
1: next it, year. It definitely seems like that. The trouble, I mean, the trouble at this point is everybody all the moves that would happen are through trades, and everybody's trying to downplay their interest just to make the price a little more manageable. So that's where, like, we read it, we read some things into these comments, but it's like it could just be. I mean, teams do this all the time. They're just like, Yeah, I mean, we totally like we totally think. You know, Darnold was acceptable quarterback. Or what did they? They're talking about Ben Roethlisberger this this week, and they're like, "Yeah, I mean, we like Ben. uh We'll try to have him back." But it's like, you know, they're not going to have him back for forty million dollars. So it's, no, it's all I, smoke.
0: I, nope. I I think he'll be back too. I think they're going to really rework that contract, kind of like cut it in half, half. Yeah. You got at least, if not more, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens there. But speaking of the Steelers, Owen, nice segue. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt the news continues surrounding where JJ Watts gonna go um, as he said on Twitter himself that he's gonna need a little time because he can't even decide what restaurant he's gonna order from so he's gonna need a Same, little Seth J. J. Time. Playing, Same dude Seth is really paying close attention to this I can see <laughs> I mean he's even quoting the man Jeez. so so the the news out I think it was today or maybe it was yesterday now um, yesterday. What was it, Mark Clayton? What's his name? John Clayton. John Clayton. Yeah. John Clayton comes out and says, JJ Watts, top three teams at the moment are the Bills, the Packers, and the Titans. I'm going to say that again, Jeremy. The Bills, the Packers, and the Titans with the Raiders. You read that
3: today? You read that today?
0: I think it was yesterday Clayton put it out. To-
3: today I read it was the Bills, the Browns, and the Steelers. I just read that today. I think, honestly, I I don't think there's, I don't think he's got a short list like that. I think Watt is looking at this wide open. He's probably got it down to like somewhere between five and 10 teams, but I don't think it's down to three. I don't think it, I think Watt's going to take up a lot of time deciding this. And I bet you, Seth, I don't think he's below five teams total that he's interested in right now.
0: Well, at least what what came out that I read is that the Raiders were a dark horse team as well. No, you're right. He probably hasn't selected three teams only, but I mean, to me, these three teams are logical places, in my opinion. I mean, the Bills, Packers, Titans, they're logical places. They're they're established. They're playoff teams. They're all three teams that could really use a guy like J.J. Watt. And, I mean, definitely the Bills have the money to throw at them. The Titans, I'm not sure what their cap space looks like. And, obviously, the Packers have work to do. But they'll make it work if, if possible. But... The other thing that kind of makes me a little nervous about this is it also comes out today that apparently he's been offered a contract of 15 to 16 million per year. In my opinion, that's, that's crazy for a guy, his age. I mean, unless it's like a one year or two year, 15 or $30 million deal and half of it's guaranteed kind of thing. But to me to pay a guy like that 15 to $16 million and as a Packers fan and knowing where the Packers money sounds like is the, sounds like the Packers are already out. Dang. I mean, if it's at that <laughs> price level, then yeah, they're out. There, there's no it change. Sounds it's but Seth, that's the thing is it sounds like it's a
3: team that gives them a chance to win now. And then money's the second most important thing. That's what I, that's everything I've been reading.
0: Yeah, but I and think it, that it makes sense.
3: I think that kind of pushes it into like I think that's where it makes it like three possible places. And that's where I think my list of the three is probably more accurate cuz they have they have those three those two things. Really
1: Jeremy do. is you know Jeremy is the master at leaving out half of the information he reads just to piss off the Packers fans because he knows that he read that it's the team and the quarterback and then the money. But again, I left the out Packers, a
3: third. I left out a third. I left out okay. third. A I'll give a you that. Third. Big the big
1: Packers, but the Packers yeah, like you said, like the Packers aren't going to be able to spend 15 million dollars so if, if he, I mean, if it comes down to ten, if he wants to take that, come to the Green Bay. Obviously, that's the option. Clayton, uh, John Clayton, the thing you were mentioning earlier, Seth, later clarified today that he didn't he didn't mean to say that the that he narrowed it down to three teams, but the three leading teams because of their situations among the criteria were Tennessee, Green Bay, Buffalo, also Browns and the Raiders kind of after that, but he's ruling out the Steelers because of the, the the quarterback situation still being handled. Plus the money situation is even worse than Green Bay. So it would be a real it would be a real hometown discount, you know, or just family discount to go to Pittsburgh, which I mean a guy like JJ Watt, well, I wouldn't put it past him either. So
0: I mean he could. He I mean he's he has made all the money in the world. So I mean he definitely that's not I mean obviously Money is still a big part of it because it's deserving otherwise. But as you've me- previously mentioned too, Owen, that he's a big givebacker. So the more he can make, the more he would probably be willing to give back. So we'll see. But that, that, uh, that tale will definitely turn some more, obviously, in the next, I'm sure, weeks. I, I would be surprised if we hear anything about J.J. Watt before day, I would say days before the new league starts, probably will be an announcement. It's my guess. So what, what is it? March 20th is, um, is the new league start New league year, I believe. I thought it was the 12th for some reason, but you might be
3: right. It's somewhere in the middle of March, basically.
0: But yeah, so regardless, I think, uh, I would be surprised if we hear anything concrete or official from JJ Watt before then because he's gonna take his time. I mean he's probably got you know the whole league coming after him so and I'm sure yeah. he enjoys it. I'm sure he enjoys yeah. all the I'm uh, sure he does. So. but all right so um, let's move on. it's as I previously stated it is mock season so mm-hmm. mock, we're not gonna do a full mock draft this week. We'll save that for next week. We'll do our we'll do our March edition mock. 2.0 so but this week i thought it would be kind of fun as we did last week we kind of stuck hometown we did some eagles some packers stuff so i thought it would be fun to do that again today a little bit um do a little eagles mock draft top three rounds see what we can do there do a packers mock draft top three rounds because at least in my in my eyes after the first three rounds nobody It doesn't even me. matter doesn't even matter and and who really knows any of these players anyway? Because I don't. You know, back in the the year, you're was, Matt Miller, like two thousand, there
3: was a, a player drafted in the, what was it, sixth round, and he panned out to be the greatest player of all time in the NFL. Seth, those rounds matter too.
2: Hey, his well, career is isn't over, Jeremy. You
0: can't. You can't <laughs> go. One That's the crazy away. thing? That's the crazy thing.
3: And his career isn't even Owen. That, it, it isn't over. Thank you, Owen. I a lot can that. a
1: lot can happen, you know. A lot of bad things can happen in a year, but uh, not. Please, sorry, see. I'm not wishing anything bad. I mean, interceptions is, is what I meant.
3: But. See, I wish I wished bad upon uh, Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago. You did, you, you did, you did. And now Owens, and now he's now he's. He a,
1: I meant interceptions. Damn it! Hey, leave me alone. I'm I sorry. So,
3: oh, uh, oh, whatever. I'm sure. I, th- I think All you said right. something about a car. Of I road. said I hope he doesn't get hit by – I said he could get hit by a car,
0: but I hoped he didn't. That's, that's some bad juju right there. <laughs> that's on me. That's on me. That's all right. He's a happily engaged man now. That's all that matters.
3: Yeah,
1: big she time. Said
0: she, knew him. she said she knew him as the guy from Jeopardy, not even as the quarterback stuff. Yeah. That's, right. how that's telling. How crazy that she didn't even know he was – I mean, I think she knew him as a football player, but didn't really know Aaron Rodgers, the football player. You know yeah, I mean? Apparently, because uh, he's not very good, that's why. A
1: celebrity activist who doesn't follow football, you know, didn't really know just the level of greatness that he achieved. That's surprising.
0: <laughs> I bet you she knew who Tom Brady was. <laughs> yeah, probably for – never mind. You know, New we talk about Tom Brady too much in this. I was hoping we didn't even have to speak his name. I'm going to start. Oh, no, he'll come up. He'll come up there. You know, you got it. You, I mean, you have to do it just because. Anyways. So, where do we want to start? We want to start Eagles. We want to start Packers. Owen, what do we want to do?
1: You want to go one pack? You want to go Packer, Eagle, Packer? Or do you want to go Packer, Packer, yeah, Eagle? We
0: can do an Eagle sandwich.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. That seems pretty good okay. to me. You want to go first? Who wants to go first?
1: Also, okay. me, I can obviously. take it. I'm kind of All excited. Right. So, um, I kind of got two guys. So, the second and third rounds are obviously harder to predict. It gets harder to predict the longer you go, obviously, because you never know who falls. So the first round I kind of bat around a few different guys. We're talking Green Bay Packers here, obviously. Pick twenty-nine could potentially move up a few spots if they really like a guy. Um
0: uh, is known for that. So if they really got a guy that's yeah, he'll go.
2: He he
1: literally, yeah. Every oh, every every draft that he's been the head of, he has moved up to grab a guy. So he's obviously he he obviously gets attached in the pre-draft process, which obviously he grew up coming through the scouting department. So, uh, so he knows what he likes and that's what we like here in Green Bay Packer land, obviously a questionable choice last year. And they will be questionable until we get to see good old Jordan love on the field for now, let's hope that they do what we all want them to do. Let's get some guys that can start day one, at least give uh, get some meaningful minutes. These first three rounds is where you find those types of guys. So pick 29, I am going to start off. i lost my spot here already. See, see how un- unorganized I am? <laughs> I got two guys in the later, like I said, two guys in the later rounds that I'm kind of tying up. So number one, let's get, you know, Kevin King's virtually out out of the picture. Not even really talking about him coming back. So he's there. That's kind of following in line what we thought. So pick 29. We're all hoping that JC Horn, cornerback, South Carolina, falls down. Six foot, six foot one, ball hawking at the corner, just like everyone said Kevin King was coming out. So maybe we give another try, give another guy uh, a spot with that type of ability. If they have to move up to 26. I'm happy with it. Let's do it. But uh, let's go J.C. Horn in the first round, start day
0: one. I would love to see that. But I think he's, what, corner number three on most boards right now? Right. I I think I I would love to see him there, and I think he would maybe be a guy that the Packers almost have to jump up for as well. That's what I'm – yeah. Early 20s is probably – you know because Farley and Sertan are going to go in the top 15 most likely. Right. more in there one of the first defensive players chosen along with Micah Parsons but yeah and he's... my
1: worry my worry now is that the Colts got their quarterback in the next spot is now that they don't they haven't signed Xavier Rhodes cornerbacks going to be their biggest need JC Horn kind of falls right in there uh, the other guy I'd still hope, even if JC Horn was gone there's another cornerback right behind him I think his name is Kelvin Joseph. That would be another guy I would look at. Otherwise, there's linebackers plenty and a couple tackles you can. Now that Rick, Rick Wagner is out of the picture. Um, but right now, the hope is they find a way to get a guy like J.C. Horn in the first round. So following that plan, round number two, because they never pick a receiver in round one, let's try round number two. Rondale Moore receiver at Purdue. Also, another guy that's kind of, he's kind of varying. He's been in the first round. He's been in the third round in my drafts, and in big boards and scouting uh, predictions. So that'd be a guy that I would look at. He's five, nine, he's super small, but super just twitchy type of speed. That's kind of like now that they really implemented the pre-snap motion and they had Tyler Irving last year for a while who didn't quite fan out what they needed so if you get a guy like rondale more explosive maybe got a tyree kill obviously i'm not saying Tyree kill but tyree kill type of uh gadget
0: guy for LeFleur to play with pretty much kind of guy
1: right right and that maybe can de- develop into something later down the line but initially if they get a guy like that he's going to be asked to be that uh that jet sweep, that that somebody to pull the defense to the side and make him pay attention to him
0: did he uh, Purdue? Right, that's where he came from.
1: Purdue wide receiver, Purdue, five foot
0: nine. Did he? Uh, he return kicks at all? Do anything like that? Do I don't know. Do you know? Okay. No, I do I, I, don't know know. I, wasn't I sure. mean, definitely,
1: definitely seems like type of guy to do it because that would also fit a need big time.
0: Exactly. Um, to me, that's like if the pack is going to draft a receiver in the first three rounds, which I think would be smart for them to do. I think yeah. you got to look at a guy who can return kicks, can return punts, because that was a huge weakness last year as well. I mean, special teams has been a big, um, a big weakness for for them for a while. So to get a yep. guy, other than Randall Cobb and his glory young days, um, he's really been the last time the Packers have had a legitimate punt returner, kick returner.
1: Yep, yep, and that would, yeah, again, it would fit two. Two spots right from the get go, and maybe a receiver, you know, slot type receiver uh, in the future. So that'd be a great second round hit if they could. Number uh, third round, let's look at you're looking at linebacker and swing tackle as your next two needs. I'm going to go, let's go swing tackle. I'm going to go Northern Iowa offensive tackle, Spencer Brown, six foot nine, 325 pounds big boy NFL body quick feed everything I read just one of those I mean there's gonna be a bunch of tackles like that that are just kind of under the radar dudes so get your hands on the, the best the best raw look to the future type of guy the only problem is like hackers, they, they might see Billy Turner or Elton Jenkins as the right tackle of the future so I might actually think of going interior with this one but uh Taking a shot at a kind of a kind of a boomer bust or a home run hit to type in the third round, see if it pan, pans out, and you kind of got that locked up for the future. So that would be my ideal three-round mock for the Green Bay Packers.
0: You know, I like it. And if, oh. if it shook out like that, I'd be I'd be happy, and I think a lot of Packers fans would be as well. That's you the trouble. A corner, you get yep. a corner. You get a you get a receiver finally. Not in the first round, as he said, but in the second round, still somebody of quality, and you get your swing tackle, which the Packers are now looking for.
2: Yeah,
0: you, you hit some big needs, which is always important to do in the draft. I like. Yep. It. Big time,
1: and I could still see, see him picking a linebacker in the in the first round because there's a couple guys that are going to be late round, like uh, uh, Devin White types, those like bigger dudes, but are still fast and three down type backers. So I wouldn't mind seeing that as well but I just think cornerback is the biggest need after that as the receiver you want to lock an athletic guy up like that and uh, obviously these are like you know who knows if they're there that's the trouble with doing these who knows if they're there that's my ideal thing so
0: you know, I'll give you a spoiler on. I do not have a corner in my top three
1: crazy crazy talk
0: it is but uh, I'll get to that uh, I okay, have an explanation right. for that I see where you're going behind it but Jeremy, you're up with this Eagle sandwich. Philadelphia Eagles.
2: So I six, actually
0: have... Quarterback Justin Fields. Correct?
3: That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I actually have um, what I really want to happen, but a really good backup option for all three rounds. So, round number one, I think I've made it pretty clear. I really want Jamar Chase. Um, I think that's like like the most ideal pick right there i've seen people comparing him to a more athletic anquan bolden recently i'm like damn that's uh high praise right there but i mean that's feels an obvious it feels an obvious need um we just cut elshon Deshaun's not back we're rolling in with just a bunch of young guys i was gonna say do the
0: do the eagles have any receivers right now i mean so we got we got rager um Oh, that's we right. Still got got, right we still got yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yep, we still got JJ Arsega Whiteside. Um, I can't believe I can't I keep on forgetting the dude's name that you guys used to have. We signed him oh, off with pra- practice with Fulgham, Travis Fulgham. and then we got Greg Ward. Greg Ward's like a perfect slot receiver. Um, he does a lot of things well, and then obviously Goddard and tight end. We'll see what happens with Ertz. Um, but I mean we got we got dudes. Quez Watkins. Um, I mean we got dudes, we got some other fast dudes too. I'm forgetting the name, the dude out of Boise. I can't think of his name, but uh Jamar would he'd fill a good role right there. I mean, obviously, we gotta go get number one. None of those guys are once. Um, in the second round, kind of actually funny enough, been like the the go-to pick for a lot of Eagles Twitter is Asante Samuels Jr. That would if honestly, I don't care how this draft shakes out. If we get him at any point, it'll be my favorite pick. Like, if that dude is if he's 80% of his dad, give it to me.
2: <laughs> give it to me. Yeah,
3: uh, That was, Asante Samuels was one of my favorite players before he was on the Eagles. And then when we brought him in, I was like, yo, this guy just like, he just, he free roams and then like just snipes off the ball. You know, it's just the way he plays the ball. It's fantastic. Now he doesn't play so much like his dad per se, but he's, I mean, a really good corner. He's playing down he's past that. Pedigree. Florida, so. Yeah,
1: it's got pedigree. And pedigree. that's another guy that was like, I was seeing him like first to third round. Like, how do you predict? I was about to guy's say that
0: he's a guy. Star? Yeah, who's been all over the place. All yeah, over but, the place.
3: I think it's safe to just go early second round.
0: Yeah,
2: I to do too. I like possible. that a lot.
3: And then I'm gonna wrap this up with my ideal draft with a hometown hero out of the out of the college known as UW Whitewater. Owen, are you ready? I don't know how to say the last name, so help me out here. <laughs> Quinn Miners. I think,
1: I think it's, it's Miners. Yeah,
3: Miners. We'll go with – it is Miners. You just ring a bell. Bang. He plays guard at the Wisconsin Whitewater College. I don't know if you know where that is, Seth, but –
0: You know, crazy Warhawks. story. Quick, quick story is um, Whitewater and Eau Claire were my top two choices for, for school. After, after high school, I, I was deciding between Whitewater and Eau Claire. I ended up going to Eau Claire, but...
1: Heavily, rec- heavily recruited out of high school, Seth Abrahamson. Yep. Just got a little better deal there at Eau Claire.
0: You know, I, they just they sold me. They sold me. <laughs> Couldn't do anything about it. Seth, it's
3: too bad because this guy could have been your best friend. But anyways, he's going to be an Eagle soon in the third round. Pick number uh, seventy. But no, he would fill another role. I mean, we are getting long in the tooth all the way across the offensive line. Um, and there's some question marks in there as well. And he plays a little bit of both. I mean, he plays just kind of the interior position. He was left guard in college, but he'd probably make a real damn ideal center in the NFL. Um, who knows what's happening with us? I mean, we got Nate Her- Her- Herbig, but he probably fills the guard role. We got Isaac Samalu, who's been making himself into a pretty dang good guard. So it's like, hey, we might have two guards right there. Let's go draft us a center in the third round. I'll take it.
0: Now, Here's my he was, uh, just to comment on him real quick, he was probably the best player, the most dominant player at the Senior Bowl this Hell year. Hell, yes. I mean, Hell yes. he yeah. might have
3: he put him into the second round.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, he was a guy that was like a late-round pick, and the way he played bumped him into, yeah, day two, day three. Just, yeah,
1: that's like, a, that's what, that's an extra million or two bucks on the contract? There.
3: Oh, yeah, give it to him, give it to him. That's awesome. I remember when I seen that pop up, I think it was Bucky Brooks' – just wetting his panties over that i was like yeah man! <laughs> like i will take that i will take that but anyways here is my backup since you guys are giving a mock each i have a backup prepared for us so if for whatever reason jamar chase is not there give me kyle pitts tight end out of florida
0: really um, not Devonte smith huh
3: no i think i would rather go jamar could you imagine that 12 personnel with kyle pitts and uh dallas goddard like kyle pitts is kind of like you're super, you're like your athlete, like a total, like the dude can you could split him out wide and he'd still be the best receiver. I was about in the to say
0: you could probably split him very up.
3: talented. Very talented. Like he is just a big receiver, but he does he does block well for I mean college tight end. So I would take him in a heartbeat. He's probably at the top there, he might be the next best like pass catcher, if I'm being completely honest. As far as on the pro level, like dangerous-wise, he might be Kyle Pitts. At the thirty-second, 37th pick in the second round, my backup guy to Asante Samuel Jr. is Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. He had some very impressive years there. And then my backup pick, and actually this guy could very well fall into the fourth round as well. He's kind of one of those that's kind of floating all over the place. At the number 70 pick, I would take Dylan Moses, linebacker Bama. That would be another ideal fit there. And honestly, depending on how the second round shakes out, I would take that Quinn uh, Miners in the second round. 37, 37 might be a little early, honestly, but I would take that dude in the second round, late second round, I think. I really think I would. He looked like, like you said, Seth, like the best player at the Senior Bowl. He truly did. It was pretty wild to watch.
0: It was, it was fun to see as a, you know, him being from Wisconsin, that's cool to see and a, they're UW Whitewater is what D three, right? D two, D three, D three, D three. Yeah. They
3: are a powerhouse on the D three stage as well. They have they been are. good for a very long time.
0: You know, um, wow, Owen, who's the who's the guy that just came from UW Whitewater? Mm-hmm. that was on Green Bay, Aaron the Rodgers. No, the receiver,
1: touchdown, Jesus, Jake Kumerow,
0: Jake Kumerow, yes, came from Whitewater as well. So. They do they, put guys out every now and then. They do. I mean, they, they really do. do. They really do. So, all right. You know, I'm sure most Eagles fans wouldn't be too disappointed with that either. I mean, you always say either one, either one, either one of those would work out. Um, Kyle Pitts has Kyle Pitts to Philly has really kind of um, been the sexy pick lately. I think um, if
3: I was to go like total dark horse here, um, the tackle out of Oregon might fall to us, which would be like a dark horse pick at six, or the other dark horse pick is we trade up and get one of these damn quarterbacks
1: <laughs> not excited about that
3: not so much excited about that. i would take wilson out of byu like that's what i could i could get excited about but the rest of them not so much
0: so so hypothetically they take a quarterback you know at pick six do you just automatically move on from Hertz, or is it a competition i see? think it's
3: a competition but the thing about it is i think that comes in and
0: it's not really a competition
3: i think it's a competition you know what i mean where it's so like, do you, hey, Hurts, we. What's that?
0: I was going to say, do you just sit Hurts then? A, a second or a second round pick? I mean, do you move on? Do you move him after that? Or, you know, um,
3: the thing about it is how he really kind of stuck his foot in his mouth saying that we were a quarterback factory. And then now uh, we had to move on from our franchise quarterback for a second round, basically, poor man's Russ, as everybody would call or Russell Wilson 2.0. Um, Portman's Russ actually doesn't sound too bad to me if I'm being completely honest. But uh if we bring in a guy in the first, it's not it's not a competition. Like I know that. I mean, everybody knows that. You you draft somebody six or six er- earlier, there's no way that guy's in a competition with a second round pick. There's no way. Yeah you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, especially, yeah, especially a guy who's what started three games in his career. So right. The only, you know, that would really, to me, that would really shake up the draft if the Eagles took a quarterback, at or six. if they moved up for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, because nobody's really. I mean, it's it's thrown out there now because Wentz is gone, but I don't think really anybody is really thinking that the Eagles are going to take a quarterback unless they're super in love with uh with um with. <laughs> Distracted me there, Owen.
1: Yeah, that's my um, fault.
0: No, with um with with one of these quarterbacks. You know, it it will
3: make it interesting because it's like, there's there's like three, four teams early that need quarterbacks. And then after that, you got a bunch of teams like late, mid-round that need quarterbacks. Yes. Patriots, Patriots, Niners. Niners, Yeah. yep. 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 So it's like Wilson Wilson and Lawrence obviously aren't falling. Uh, I think those will be the first two guys. They might be the first two picks of the draft, you know? And then after that, it's like you got Fields right away. You got Trey Lance right away. I got – I think one of those two falls to the Panthers, in my opinion, if the Panthers don't pull this trade off. Um, and then you're going to get some movers and movers and shakers where certain guys are going to rise, certain guys are going to fall. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. And then obviously Mac Jones is another one, kind of a dark horse out there. Um, he, I've been reading about how Mac Jones is kind of Burrow-esque rising up the boards. No way he's going to get to one or two, but He might, I mean, would you rather have, I mean, the guy at Ohio State or the guy at Alabama? I mean, (laughs) I hate to say it, man. I hate to say it, but I think I'd probably go Mac Jones over Fields.
1: That's, oh, Uh, man, insane. You're an insane person. But, I mean, at the same time, I've been, Mac Jones has kind of been a, I mean, we're just, this is a general draft talk, but Mac Jones has been getting talked up, not only Devontae Smith this week mentioned like yeah i would totally take mac jones over Tua. i just like playing with mac jones over Tua, which was like yeah. totally like out of left field like but then also uh naji harris the running back out of alabama also like lit up mac jones like it he's not he's obviously not the biggest athlete not even close to the top four guys in the draft but he's just he just does the work he's just and then so all that talk I, I went back and I, I watched a little – I did my, did a little tape study. It was, a, it was a little fun. I felt like a scout.
2: Not hey. that I have the
1: knowledge yet. We're getting there. Um, but he told – like the way he plays quarterback is he's always throwing he, – he, they, they say it's in rhythm. He, he knows exactly where he needs to get the ball at all times. He's really good at getting it in the right spot. He's not, he's not going to be able to – he's not a scrambler. He's not going to be able to get away from guys by himself. But if you just the way he plays, if you just get a guy that if you get a play caller that understands uh, that type of mess, he he could kind of be like like Jared Goff. Like a lot of it has been made uh, pretty bad about Jared Goff in the past year, especially. But Jared Goff was really good at doing like what he needed to do. McVay, making the did, right
3: play, making the right did, throw.
1: He didn't do much else, and he did have some bad games where he didn't exactly do the right thing, but there's a lot of times Jared Goff's highlights have always been like, this is exactly how the play should have went, and that's what Mac Jones was looking like. Uh, obviously, he has all the talents in the world in Alabama, but he's also playing against the best defenses in college football, LSU, Georgia, Miami, yep. you know, all those, those uh, SEC teams. So, I mean, I'm – I'm like, I'm looking here, like.
3: Oh, and Pittsburgh. the pros, the pros, to pity kick off what you whatever. You know what I'm saying? Off what you're saying. Pity back off what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I got a picture up and I'm like reading that too at the same time. Um, yeah. Mac Jones, I mean, he's literally rolling up with like a poor, like a poor version of an NFL roster. Yeah. You know I mean, like, because yeah. how many players on this roster can be high level NFL players? But then at the same time, he's playing some top athletes out there too you know so it's like there's the pro and the con there but to what you're saying about jared goff those guys are very much what the defense gets gives them quarterbacks you know and that they make the right decision but at the same point in time if you play a high level defense that defense might not give you that much you know what i mean like if you sure. go and you're playing like the buccaneers you might get torched you know matt sure. jones seems like that dude seems like an ideal fit to like the saints you know what i mean like Perfect scenario right there. Bang. Put him in there with that
0: offense with those skill positions. That could be something. He's definitely a guy that has to fall into the right place. You can't just throw him anywhere where you could hypothetically say that with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a guy like Zach Wilson, a guy like Trey Lance. I don't think you can necessarily say that about a guy like Justin Will or Justin Fields, but I think Trey Lance with some development and some time could be good anywhere guy like Zach Wilson, a guy like Trevor Lawrence, but a guy like Mac Jones probably needs to fall into the right place for him to succeed.
1: I would say the more the more I think about it, I would say not necessarily what would be the best fit for Mac Jones, but for the best fit in the minds of the people who are going to be making the pick, Matt Nagy in Chicago is kind of the perfect spot to pick him. He, Matt Nagy has also shown himself to be like a control freak. Because he's always like, you know, Trubisky's making plays, but he's not doing what Nagy wants him to do, even when he's doing good. I, w- I could see that being a landing spot for Mac Jones. Again, not that that would be a perfect spot for him, just be like Nagy, just like he, like I said, control freak. He has exactly what he wants uh, the play to go in his head. Not that that's a winning formula in the NFL anymore, but <laughs> just a possible landing spot.
0: You know, if. They're really sold on Trubisky not being the guy and just ready to move on from him. Yeah, you could see that happening. I mean, yep. somebody's going to take a chance on on Jones in the first round, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's the Saints, whether it's the Bears, or one of these you know teams down the line kind of thing. Somebody's going to take a chance on
2: him. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Absolutely. Let's go back to the Packers. We'll do my. top you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that's what we're still doing. <laughs> uh, you
0: know, Owen.
3: I, I,
0: I forgot too. But then I looked on my paper and I see my i like, shit. that's so still gonna go. Yeah. You know,
2: it's my bad, so. I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not gonna be left out of this because I, I put some no. time into this thing.
2: Yeah, you absolutely. Made
0: me wait. So I'm going. All right. So round one. I'm gonna stick with the Owen. Well, I'm not really, but they're gonna take a receiver, and this is the guy I would love to see in Green Bay. Um, At this point, obviously, it's not going to be one of those top four guys. Is it Tooney or Tony? It's Tony. Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Would love to see him. He's like a better version of Rondell Moore, in my opinion. Same, Same stature, smaller guy, but just lightning fast. One of those gadget guys. I'm pretty sure he's a returner at Florida as well, so he could do that too. But just to me, he would just be a huge difference maker in that offense, and I would love to see that. Now, like Owen said, Packers don't like to take a receiver in the first round, so does that happen? Probably not, but that's my that's my dream first-round pick is Tony, in my opinion. I'm with I, you. I, I debated linebacker, really, really did, but they also don't really take linebackers in the first round either. So, I mean, probably the logical pick is probably an offensive lineman, in my opinion, or a corner. I could definitely see corner, too. Corner is probably a safe pick. Like a guy like Horn is probably a pretty safe pick. Uh, Okay, round two. Now I went kind of a – probably not like a huge need in my opinion, but I think the Packers are a team that doesn't have a lot of glaring needs. So take a position where you could use – Like a quarterback. Yeah, like a quarterback, you know. Let's just take another one. Let's just take one in the second round this year. We'll take one in the third next year. Somebody will pan out. No, so I'm taking a I'm taking an edge rusher, taking a pass rusher here, there, and this is also banking on that Preston's probably going to go because I I do think he will, and the reason why I'm picking an edge rusher too is, and not taking a corner or an offensive lineman at this point is I'm banking on the Packers also bringing in some veterans as well, veterans like Xavier Rhodes at that cornerback position veterans, like maybe bringing Ricky Wagner back on a cheap deal would be, I think ideal. I would love to see that. Or a guy like Jared Valdir. Who knows? He could be a guy that could come back too. How uh, far he's fallen Jared Valdir. He's, he's been all over the place lately. He um, was really good on the Cardinals though. Like he was really yeah. good. Yeah, he was. He was. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so pick two, Han- I know. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's how I'm going to say it. Hamilcar Rashad jr. Pass rusher. Out Seth, of Oregon State. Seth, that's three different names. Hey, that's, that's what they call guy, them, right? Okay, Pick one of the three. <laughs> All right. I'll pick a uh, pick junior. Um, no, so it's a guy. So if Preston's gone, which I think he will be ultimately, cause they're going to need that cap space for other players. Um, they're going to need a third guy, really, because it's going to be Gary and Zadarius. So bringing another guy who I think could be kind of a development, definitely not a, a finished product, but a guy who flashed a lot at Oregon State. I think just another pure pass rusher would be great alongside those two. Give them relief. I think that's another area of need. Not a huge area of need people are talking about, but will be once Preston goes. So that's pick number two for me. Round three is I'm going safety. Now, my, my mindset here is that they don't go true linebacker because, and it also depends on how Joe Perry plays this defense because Mike Patton liked to use a lot of three safeties, like to use a lot of hybrid guys. So it's kind of where I went here. It's, once again, another name I'll probably butcher. Hamsa Nasiriladine, guy out of Florida State. I don't know these names this year. Some, some crazy ones. So trying of uh, sneak two and three players in per pick. Hey, you know, yeah, we could use it. So anyways, no, he's a safety out of Florida state, but as I've read on this guy, and as he's described as he's kind of like a, a hybrid kind of guy, a guy that they can put in the box, a guy that they could put in as like a, a nickel or dime safety, a guy that can play the traditional safety role. And I think that would really benefit this defense because most teams are kind of going away from that traditional linebacker spot and putting in guys like, like to me, the guy that stands out is Isaiah Simmons, the guy out of, um, forgot where he was, but he's in Arizona out of, I think Clemson, right? Came up yeah. Anyway. So yep. he was, you know, he was tabbed as the guy who could play linebacker, who could play safety, who could blitz, who could do this. So it's kind of like, this guy's kind of along that same mold a guy who could, um, do a little bit of everything I think would be great. No, I'm adding on a second player to this one, Jeremy, just because this is another guy I would like to see as well. All right, so give me just give me a couple picks. So another guy who I would love to see on the Packers too. Not another his huge. name. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Shelvin, uh, oh. nose tackle out of LSU, probably the largest man on the planet right now. He's like six four, six five, three hundred and almost three hundred and seventy pounds, I believe. From what I remember, 360 something. Uh just a massive man, a guy that they could plunk right into the middle. You put Kenny Clark on one of the outsides. Could you imagine getting JJ Watt, getting a guy like this for the middle of the defense, and then having Kenny Clark on the other side? Talk about a dominant D line. Would we'll just talk the- about a pipe dream right there. Hey, Practical. we could dream. We can dream,
1: right? Yeah, we can dream.
0: We can. And, and J.J. Watt to the Packers is not a pipe dream. He's top three, top three team, Jeremy. Talked about that According
3: already. to
2: uh,
0: this
3: article that Seth's just written up and posted on Twitter earlier.
0: Somebody has to. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll, I'll turn into ultra weed hater. So, yeah. anyways. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, those are my top three picks. I would love to – really, if they got Tony, kind of like Jeremy wants um, Asante Samuel – If they get a guy like Tony, I don't care what else they do in this draft, just to get a guy like that, I would love it. Love it. All right. So like I said earlier, next week, we'll give you our mock draft 2.0 March edition. Give give you one more in April before the, before the real thing. So, um, so yeah, that should be fun next week, but on to everybody's favorite segment. Maybe not really. I don't know. Probably turning into my favorite segment is uh, top five AMB this week. We're doing offensive line, interior guard centers. We combined, and then we got tackles. So I kind of had to go back into this again today because I made my list this weekend. And so I had to go back today just to kind of refresh my memory on, on the players I had. And I think this will be interesting because my list of tackles all time is quite long. It's always my list of interior players where my right now picks are not as many. But where do we want to start? We want to start guard centers or do we want to start tackles? Guard center first. Guard all center
2: time.
0: Let's do, yeah, we can. Nah, let's do right now. Let's do right now because I think all time is more interesting, more fun. So let's. Oh, really?
3: Right I, I definitely thought right now was a lot more interesting. I got really? to the point where. I brought up Madden and I got ratings for you boys. Oh boy. Bringing it up,
1: Madden? Are Madden you kidding?
3: Rating?
1: Madden?
3: You had to go to Madden, Madden
1: to figure this out for yourself. Hey, no, no, no,
2: no. Legitimate. no. No, no,
3: no. I just wanted to actually have their statistic, like their overall rating for you guys. I just wanted to throw a little extra in
0: there. All right. So we'll we'll snake this again. So we've got top five A and B. So six picks. We each get two. Wants to go number one? I think number one is obviously probably pretty easy. But who wants to? Who wants to start it off? Jeremy probably so doesn't because he's got. We're doing
2: guard centers, right? Correct.
0: Correct. In all time, right? No, right now.
3: Oh shoot! Okay, uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I'll make this real easy. Quentin Nelson, probably probably the best offensive lineman in the entire league right now. Um, hard to argue with the dude is just yeah. like seriously I dominant. I don't know
0: how you could argue that. And he's
3: just – he's a huge human being. Um, and then to add to this, the guy's a 95 overall on Madden. I mean, what can you say? I think
0: David Batiari is higher, but we won't go there. He is. Seth, he is. <laughs> is he a 99? No, he's a 96. Okay. All right. All right. So, Nelson, number one. Who? Owen, you want number two? You want me to go? Yeah, why not? I'll go back to okay. back.
1: Um, this one, yeah, then it gets tough. Then there's a few guys I would want to go, but let's go strictly because of the transformation his whole offensive line made from year to year. Uh, Wyatt Teller, Cleveland Browns, I right you guard.
2: Ooh, I, knew
1: I knew it. You've
0: been talking about him all year.
1: I, I, I like him. He's, he's, he's there. He's the guy. Um, I mean, Quentin Nelson.
0: Wow. I have him written down as well, Owen. I,
3: I, not not that high, but I have him written down.
1: Fair enough. I mean, you could all – I mean, his name might might get mentioned later on, his teammate on the other side of the line. But let's start. Right guard, Wyatt Teller. Um, Cleveland Brown's offensive line was crap last year. Baker Mayfield was getting killed nonstop all year. Fast forward to this year, they make a big move, left tackle. Jedrick Wills. Um, and then uh, – they signed right tackle Jack Conklin, but then the all-star, all-pro dude—he actually got second-team all-pro. Uh, I won't spoil who did who got first-team all-pro. Again, we'll get to him. But Wyatt Teller was just like he just fully was a below-average guard and turned into like PFF grades up the butt. You know what I mean? I was about like to he- say
0: I looked up I looked up his PFF grades for the last two to three years and from like 2019 to th- 2020 it jumped like 20 points it's just right. insane
2: there's
1: obviously a uh, there's obviously flaws in ranking players basically just on PFF grades but I think in offensive lineman terms it's a pretty good way to rank them because they're it's about every single play you don't have stats for offensive yeah. linemen except for sacks allowed and team rushing you know that's all you really get so when you Following people who follow every single play that this guy makes and grade it throughout the year. I mean, you look for consistency. Why tell her he's up there, dude? That's where I go.
0: I'm not surprised. I'm really not. I left him off my list just because it was it was a one-year thing. So it's like you gotta kind of prove it to me. That's really the only reason why. But he was one of the best offensive linemen in the league last year. You can't deny that. So all right. So so number three. So I'm going back to back three and four. I have to go Zach Martin here. I'm surprised he was not number two. I really thought he would have been number two, at least in my opinion. Yeah, that's right. If it, was,
1: if it was either of you guys, it would have been Zach Martin.
0: And I realize that, but uh,
1: but that's fair. Good pick. I mean, he's, he's he kind of falls into the Aaron Donald
0: c- category, right? Yeah. Been dominant for so many years. He's been the main cog on that Cowboys offensive line. Yep. So, yeah. Number two. Yeah, number Three. Yeah, he was number three. So, Zach Martin. So, number four. Wait,
3: I would just like to make a comment. Zach Martin would not have been my number
1: two. Oh, well, we'll we'll find out. I'm sure that number two would have been.
3: Because I think my guy is going to be left off by you, two, which is going to be very disrespectful. That's
1: where uh, it's tough. There's there's a few. You know,
0: Jeremy, well, he's not going to be number four, but he could be five or six. We'll see. I had okay. This is where, to me, this is where it gets tough because there's to me there's like four guys that could be right here. I have two Packers on my list that I debated throwing. Well, you got it. You do got
2: it. You do got
0: it. One for sure. One for sure. Yeah, who probably is the next Packer now? Um, But number I have to go, Rodney Hudson. Number four, Rodney
2: Hudson,
0: center out of.
3: I have him high on my list as well, but he's not the best center in the NFL. We'll continue, please.
0: You can make, so. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like uh, one A, B, and C f- to me for centers almost, in my opinion. Rodney Hudson and then these two other guys, which we'll see if they're they're on the list. But I had to go Rodney Hudson here just because he's been – as as one of these other guys, he's been doing it for so many years and has been so good at it. So, yeah, three and four. Zach Martin, three. Rodney Hudson,
2: four. 5A goes to
1: Owen. 5A goes to me, huh? All right. I, uh, there, yeah, so I'm looking at three different guys. I will not pick two Browns offensive linemen with my two picks, even though I could. That's was crazy because
3: the then he's, he's not going to go, Owen. If you don't take him here, he's not going to go. Well, I
1: already picked the one, and I think the one is just – I, in my opinion, I thought he was the best guard in the league. So I will leave it at that one. And I will also pick a center for my next pick. And I'll go Corey Lindsley, Green Bay. For sure. I was allowed one sack in two years. Again, like we were talking, Jeremy stepped away for a second. Uh, We were talking about PFF grids. PFF grades usually aren't a great stat to really focus your argument on, except for offensive linemen. Uh, Corey Lindsley again, was just top of the charts for both years. Uh, among centers, he's wholly trusted by Aaron Rodgers. You don't get all those free plays from Aaron Rodgers without Corey Lindsley being on the same page, the same wavelength as arguably the smartest guy in the NFL. So give me Corey Lindsley. As my best center, but the list's second best center in the league.
0: So we're going to have three centers on this list because we all know where yeah, Sammy's uh, going.
2: So, fucked
0: up list. So what? Okay.
3: Three centers on it. So, okay. I'm actually very torn. And uh, if this was honestly any year in the last five other than this one, there has to be two Eagles on this list. Has to. I'll go with the one that was not injured this last year. And I will go with Jason Kelsey, who, honestly, you could make an argument that he could show up on the all time list with some of the things that this guy's done. Jason Kelsey has played and started 146 straight games. Jason Kelsey, you know, the PFF, Owen, I'll make a controversial statement. He yes. Will. It probably is one of the best things to show for offensive lines. But when you have Carson Wentz playing quarterback and literally walking into sacks, then it's not like at that point, then it's not really. Um, And that showed this year when, when Hertz come in, the sacks were gone and it was the same setup that Wentz was in there for the last, the last little bit. Um, I was going to say Jason Kelsey has been above a 90 point mark in the PFF rating, like literally the dude's whole career. Um, year in and year out, I mean, he's been one, rated one of the best centers in the league. Um, obviously he's really known for his run blocking and he's, I mean, the guy is like 200 and he's like, honestly, everybody's always got him listed at like 290 pounds, but for real, he probably floats at like 260. <laughs> like he's not a big guy. Um, he's probably not a whole lot bigger than Travis Kelsey to tell you the truth, but the dude definitely, he's probably one of the best pulling center guards or anything in the league. And the Eagles offense has always been able to run differently because of him, because he's fast enough to pull from the center spot after snapping the ball and get out in front of backs and stuff. That's one thing that not, – not there's not another center in the league that can do that, honestly. He's just – the guy's like a true athlete in and out. Um, I will throw in Brandon Brooks. I'm going Kelsey for sure. But Brandon Brooks, if not had been injured this year, this guy – he could have been too easy on the list. He could have been too to Quentin Nelson.
1: Do you think – but – Okay, I'll try to run through this quick. Jason, Jason Kelsey, is he retiring this year?
3: Good question, Mark. Nobody really knows. Um, and that's why I'll tell you what, Jason Kelsey retires. If I was to go buy an Eagles jersey right now, it'd probably be Jason Kelsey. That guy has been one of my favorite Philadelphia athletes of all time. Um, also, just his, you know, his Super Bowl winning speech alone is Hall of Fame worthy, if I'm being completely honest. Nobody that's else fair. on this list Nobody else on this list can hang their, uh, you know, whatever the heck that hat was called on that. Um, But no, it's a big question mark if he's going to retire or not. I think the scene after the final game with Wentz, uh, Wentz, uh, Zach Ertz, and Jason Kelsey all sitting there talking, three guys that have been, you know, big key cogs in that offense for the last five years. I mean, uh, Kelsey's played 10 10 years, I think it's been, nine or 10 years out of Cincinnati, and he was a late-round pick. That dude, he's... I I think he's deserving. He's the best center in the NFL to me. Like, not close.
1: Let me throw out uh, just a just a little audible we could do. Since we're doing guards and centers, let's just do one more round of this snake draft and make ourselves we got we got a two guard and center uh, triplet, and we'll just see what they look like at the end. Huh? So one we, more round. So, so do
0: another round. Of, uh, guards snake. and centers.
1: So we all picked a center, so starting with Jeremy, you just pick guard. And then we got our three. Well, we
0: picked two guards. Two guards and uh, three
3: centers we picked. Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin, and then uh, we picked three guards.
1: Wyatt Teller. So,
3: oh,
2: so you're right. So we we each right.
1: we, we picked one guard and one center. So just starting with Jeremy, come back around and we'll just complete our little triplet in the middle of the, the offensive line. All right.
3: all right. So we're doing another quick
1: yeah, just, games, really, just really quick. Just really quick. Throw throw another guard out.
3: Really guard you said so. I'll go Brandon Brooks. I'll go Brandon Brooks. Um, I mean, he was injured all last year, but I'll take him for sure. All right.
1: I'll go uh, uh, Brandon Scherf, Washington. Uh, he probably resigned this year or maybe not. He's going to catch a high price, though. He I will. Mean, he will. Uh, he's the other all-pro right guard that I picked Wyatt Teller over, but I'll take Brandon Scherf.
3: I'll throw first team. You don't. You don't want to name off that, uh, that other
0: Browns guard. Oh That I'm glad he didn't because that's that's my choice. Then Joe Batony. Sh- okay, all right. From the other guard from Cleveland, I think that's an, another easy choice. I mean, debatably the better of the two guards at this time. Definitely. I mean, definitely. De- yeah. Longevity is there. Debatably, sure. Yeah.
3: Boys, we're still gonna leave some names out. I can just I am seeing it as well. I, I got I've got, well, yeah, we're done. I've got i got twelve guys. Wow, I've got 12. twelve guys here
0: listed. <laughs> I think uh is that is that it then? Those three?
1: Yeah, that's it. So okay. so so my so my t- my triplet goes uh Wyatt Teller, Corey Lindsley, Brandon Scherf.
0: All right, very good.
3: Oh, I thought we were that, doing no. a full another full six. No, 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 just, no, no, no. just
1: another so three. three. Oh, so, we, so we had two guards in a center. So we have yeah. our like yeah, middle yeah, of yeah. our offensive line. You know,
3: we're
0: completing an let offensive me, uh, line.
3: Let me real quick and give you guys some Madden ratings. You know, why not? We're already okay. here. Uh Quentin Nelson, Seth is interested on. Don't roll your eyes at me. Quentin Nelson coming out with a 95 overall. He is the second best overall rating of all. Check that. Third best of all the overalls of offensive lines. I'm of mad. Jason Kelsey rolls in at a 93 because he's the best center in the NFL. Arguably. Um Zach Zach Martin rolls in at a 98. Um Rodney Hudson rolls in at a 92. Corey Lindsley rolls in at an 88. And I'm missing somebody. Wyatt Teller, I don't have his overall on here. He rolls in at an 89. Sheriff is an 87. And Seth, who was your last one? Oh, your last one was Batonio. Batonio, I have on here. I know that. Joe Batonio is an 88. So let me real quick and name off somebody that is kind of like a dark horse. Richie Incognito has had a hell of a last couple of years here. He is actually a 90 overall in Madden, by the way. Wait, let me –
2: So
1: you guys are – Okay. So you guys went like – Careers up until now that are active, you want active players and well, not necessarily
3: you know, incognito. Like I mean, I get what you're saying. On I'm going, I'm going right now at the end of the season. I'm not thinking moving forward. I was just going right
2: now, current.
1: I, w- I guess I was only, I was only grading on the, the year past. I guess was my was my thinking. So that's oh. just interesting. Not that it was defined, obviously, but I mean, it was just interesting to see your guys' thoughts.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, another yeah. another one is David DeCastro. But continue. I was about to say he was my other one on my list that we didn't yep. say. David DeCastro, who
1: well, arguably say, should be cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers because he's aging and costs a lot of money.
3: Yeah. Yes, no, but that's, still a good guy. He so David DeCastro, Ryan Jensen, Jensen um, Joel Tooney, and Ali Marpet were the four names that were not named on my list. Frank Regno, uh,
1: Frank Regno. Uh, yeah, I guess Petonio was said. So Frank Frank Bragno was the big one that would have been, but I obviously picked Lensley. So
3: honestly, like majority of the Buccaneers and then Patriots offensive line, you could name like four of the five guys.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: All right, let's shift to all time. So all Gar- time, all time, all uh, team. Can I go number one again? Yeah, if you want it, I'm okay. Unless she, Owen wants it, I want it.
3: Well, I—I I mean, I want it. It's an want, obvious pick. You, I, I was just it. say you want the obvious one. You goddamn right, I do. All um, right, number one all time, best center guard, Larry Allen, Cowboys.
1: Damn. Oh.
0: Is that not That's who you not were go you're
1: going with? with? Just let me. Just let me make sure I got my position, right. That,
0: that was, was That was mine. I, I have a. I to me, I have a close number two, but... There's a couple... I was going to say there's a couple very, very... This list is tight, honestly. Both of the both of the all-time lists are very tight
3: for me. But I, I think uh, John, uh, Larry Allen is the obvious one for me. Uh, he went 11 straight trips to the Pro Bowl, if I read that right. And then... Sorry, boys. Burn just scared the hell out of me. And then uh, <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer as well. So, I mean, it's hard to argue there was that play where he chases down. I mean, the dude was 350 pounds and I mean, he was just huge. There was the bench press competition where he put up 225, like 50 times or whatever crazy thing it was. But there was that play where Troy Aikman throws the interception and Larry Allen chases down the DB and tax, tackles him. And it's like, this guy is a humongous human being. And it was just these, these things he would do at that size. And it was like, man, like, I, I think he's kind of the surefire. Like if, if you're going to build a guard, that's the guy you build. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. Strength, speed. I mean, he was just wild. Those Cowboy offensive lines at that time were kind of bar, bar none.
0: All right, I'll go two since Owen went two last time. And I will admit, I have very few centers on this list, and it's mostly guards. I'm probably missing a couple centers, but I have mostly guards on my list. So To me, number two is should be Alan Fanica, in my opinion. Guard Mm -hmm. out of Pittsburgh. Played for the Steelers in, I think, mainly the 90s. uh, No, wait, late 90s throughout the 2000s. So had some Jerome Bettis years, had some great years, anchored that line. And I can't remember his uh, his exact details, but I know he was uh, Pro Bowl many times. All-Pro, all-decade team in the 2000s. In the Hall of Fame now, inducted this year, I believe, if I am correct, uh, was inducted. Was it was it Fannica this year that was inducted?
2: Yes, I yeah. think you're right.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So most of his years in Pittsburgh ended a couple couple of traveling years at the end of his career. But one of the be- to me one of the best guards has to be on this list. You could argue too, but in my opinion, he's number two.
1: Okay. All right, that's fair. I It's hard for me because I, I, I usually look through the Hall of Fame when I look at this. And, you know, Fanica, very recent. There's a couple guys that you could probably argue maybe not in the Hall of Fame yet. Um, I will go uh, the uh, a member of the Matthews plan, the all-timer Matthews hey. football bunch. Bruce Matthews, kind of a cheat here because he started at least 17 games at every single position on the offensive line, probably just as dominant at every single position, but he played most of his time at guard and center.
0: You know, Uh, just a real quick throw in there, Owen, is I was a little confused on him because I initially had him on my tackle list. And I'm like, wait a minute, he played guard more than he played tackle, so I – took him off my tackle list and I had to yeah. move him, but yeah. So that's, that's why, that's why I left him on my guards
3: is just cause he was known as a guard. And I thought to myself, like, well, I guess he played the interior more, but what an all time stat that is. You know what I mean? It really
1: is. I mean, it's so it's so clearly he's the most versatile offensive lineman to ever played. Like that's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, and then at the time of his retirement, he had the record playing 296 games from 1983 to 2001, which is just crazy. Especially getting your plate in the offensive line, you're literally punching people and getting punched nonstop every single and play. Headbutt-
0: like, and headbutting a guy just like nonstop,
1: play. especially in the 80s, like oh, yeah, when I was people about to were say, crazy.
0: He played in the 80s and it, no rules in the NFL then.
1: So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's where I'll go. Number three,
0: yeah. <laughs> no rules in the NFL then.
3: <laughs> Basically.
0: Sorry. Wow,
3: that really caught my ear right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so i was thinking a, a different guy again jeremy for the clear number one but the larry allen pick once i realized this other guy was a tackle i was like oh yeah that was obvious probably the strongest guy to ever play so um, oh
3: i you know what i know who your clear number one is and i i actually made that mistake right off the bat too because i was like wait a second he was a that's tackle stuff. That's yep. stuff
1: we'll get we'll get to him i'm sure so uh, next one. I mean, when I was looking it up, uh, among the Bill Belichick's of the world, where they're all looking back back to the past and thinking who the greatest of all times are. I'm gonna go John Hanna, guard from the New England no, Patriots. Not where I saw
0: you were going, but okay,
1: guard of the New England Patriots, 1973, 85. See, I just want to get get the history. You know what I mean? Let's take a step back and let's look at where where That's this most of my came list. from. This
2: That's is where the toughness.
1: And and especially in the offensive line, you could in defensive line, you could almost argue the greatest players were back then when it was just waved like we were just talking about. It was the Wild West. I think people were getting away with with all kinds of shit back then. But uh, 1973 to 1985, All Pro honors, ten straight seasons, um, and then the New England rushing attack at the time was revered as the scariest thing as a unit. Um, up until he retired. So that'll be my back-to-back. Bruce Matthews, John Hanna.
0: All right, so that was 3-4, so I'm 5-8, correct? Correct. Now, you guys are probably going to hate me for it, but I have to do it. So you're going back to the 70s. I'm going to go back to the 50s and the 60s, Owen. Oh, this, is, Lord. this is where I thought you were going, so I got to go there because you didn't do it. So yeah. I got to take Jerry Kramer, Packers guard, who infamously started the we're going to take a seal here we're going to get a seal here and then we got our lane right there the packer power pull jerry kramer that was one of him the best guards of all time <clears throat> easily part of the best one of the best teams dynasties of all time back then five nfl champions i had mentioned this before when i made my brady goat debate he's on that list of rings Five-time All-Pro, obviously in the Hall of Fame, it's got to be on this list, in my opinion. Homer pick, if bar none, but still, Jay Kramer, five-eight. Good pick. Good pick. I thought that's where you that tree go. were going, Owen. When you said when you said going back, I was like, he's gonna do it. So I don't have. I'm,
1: to. I'm glad you did, though. Five, because you know, because you know the Packers hater wouldn't do that. So of
3: course not.
2: No, I, not I, you even know what?
3: But time out. You know what? So I'll round this list out. I'm really torn between two guys, but I'm going to go with the hometown guy. This guy is originally from Tomahawk, Wisconsin. Oh, and do you know who I'm going with? I think so. And he played his college ball at the University of Wisconsin. He played both center and guard, but he was best known for his, his play at center. He played on some of the best teams that were not really known for you know, their offensive line play. They were more known for their defense. But this guy played for 16 years. Now, most of that time was spent on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he was a big reason why Christian Nikoi went for 2,200 yards over two years. And I am going with Mike Webster. At I will take him. He will be my way to round out this list. I mean, Mike Webster, Hall of Famer, obviously the late Mike Webster. He's not alive anymore. But talk about a guy who was like the glue and played that position, like to the point of what it's to be played for. You know, he's kind of similar to like, wasn't a big guy, kind of obviously an undersized guy, similar to like a Jason Kelsey, but kind of like a do-it-all and like your your glue guy. And he was kind of what created the modern center now because the center before was not thought of, that was kind of where you take your weakest link and you put it at your center to snap the ball and then just kind of help. But Mike Webster was probably the best player on every single offensive line he ever played on. And I mean, he, he's created what's now the modern center to where it's like, that's the most important piece on the line. Cause that's what keeps your whole line in check. And uh, I mean, just some of the names that he's played with, you know, Franco Harris, Christian, McCoy, I mean, you can, you could go on and on with just the Steelers, you know, but uh, I mean, probably the best center of all time.
1: It was literally when you said from Tomahawk, Wisconsin, because I was I was flipping past names and I was trying to figure out, like, okay, wh- what could I make an argument for? It's like, Mike Webster, God, I, I know something about him. I just couldn't even think. He said Tomahawk. I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. That's a good pick. <laughs> good pick.
3: Little no little step. But Mike Webster, I mean, honestly, um, I think he popped in the CTE, by the way. take Speaking of, you know, literally the no-rules league at the time, Seth, um, you know, it just goes to show, like, what – what they went through back then and i mean he was he played for 16 years you know i mean he would i think he retired in right before the 90, 90s or shooting right in the 90s yeah 90. He was like, i was going to say he played from 74 to 1990 what a hell of a career for that time in the league but like i said he he kind of created the modern center like that's what you look for in your in your mold of a center you know not yeah
0: there's one well so I'm curious. So we want to do let's let's do
3: another three real quick. Let's spit out another one each.
0: Okay. I could try Go, Jeremy. Go. Shit. You put me on the spot like this. All right, I'll um, go. I'll go then. I'll go. I'll go. I have I have four names. I wanted you guys to try to turn my names down. All okay. right, I'll go I'll go right now. Steve Hutchinson, I think is another nice. name. Steve one Hutchinson. Of my name's right there. Yep. Uh, that, would,
1: that would have been my you said Alan Fanica, then I was like, who's the next recent one? They could put up there. Steve, Steve Hutchinson, Hutchinson. Yep. Vikings, yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. I
0: mean, paved the way for Alexander for AP. I mean, wh- what else do you need to say for some of the two of the best, you know, running backs in the last 20 years? So, so yeah, Steve Hutchinson.
1: You ready? Okay, yet, I'll die. I'll di- well he he wanted to trim oh. the name. So I'll oh, dial okay, it okay, back. Okay, okay. I'll complete I got I got two guards, so I'll dial it back uh way back to the, the Jerry Kramer times and I'll take Jim Ringo, Oh, complete the oh. complete Complete those Packer sweeps. Um, I mean, what I mean, the, a dominant offensive line at the time, and then all of a sudden the Raiders came right after the Packers. Raiders kind of had the dominant offensive line, but Packers were the first like three, four, five guys on the line were just dominating every single play, and that's just kind of paved them to multiple championships, two Super Bowls. So, give me Jim Ringo.
3: Owen, I was so hopeful that you were going to take – I have to go two names here. Boys, I'm sorry, but two names are left off here. And I'm you
1: like, get to pick one and honorable mention, the
3: up. Fine. Um, <laughs> I will – talk. God. Because um, I wanted to get – so one's a guard, one's a center. So Will Shields. I have no idea. That's who I really thought you were going to go with, Owen. Will nice. Shields is on Chiefs. my list
0: as well. Will Shields is.
3: There's another guy that, I mean, like, look at those Chiefs offensive lines for, the like, forever there, you know? And that brings me to another name that will come up on a different list in a minute here. But um, Will Shields, I mean, that dude was – when they had Trent Green and, I mean, Priest Holmes and all those guys, and it was just like – the one thing you did not have to worry about in Kansas City at the time was your offensive line. My other name – and this honestly kills me a little bit that you guys named up Alan Faneca and Steve Hutchinson over this guy – Kevin Mawai you got Kev- Kevin Mawai Curtis Martin I think he was actually there for Chris Johnson's 2000 yard year like do you realize Kevin Mawai played in Seattle from 94 to 97 and then New York the Jets from 98 to 2005 and then he rounded out 2006 to 2009 with Tennessee talk about one of the best centers of all time I mean like I can't you guys kind of hurt me with that one. That you named off those two before Kevin. Wally. Kevin Wally, Yeah. like was, I said, I was went the best center in the league.
1: Yeah, you guys you guys really picked a lot of names that I wasn't I wasn't thinking of because I was just locked into the you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. That's kind of where I was looking to. But I mean that was great. Those are good names.
0: There are another. Kevin name, Wally, though, I mean go ahead, Seth. Another name from the from the last 20 years. Marsha Yonda, guard for yep. the guard for the Ravens. Was another one that popped I remember, up on my list. He, he, You know, and that was the thing, because
3: I was thinking to myself, like, there's two names on these lists are, like, very current guys. And I was like, man, do I actually want to list them off? Jason Kelsey was one of them, honestly, because Jason Kelsey, I, I honestly do think he's had that type of career. Now, with the tackle list, I will be naming off the guy. <laughs> I hate to say, it, oh, and you probably already know where I'm going. You guys probably know where I'm going with that. But I, I won't be able to hold his name. I mean, what's the dude's done in the
0: NFL is just, he's different different
1: okay i guess we'll get there but i mean oh
0: uh, yeah did you did you get off an honorable mention yet i don't know if you did any other names yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i mean there were a couple uh, couple names gene upshaw
0: gene upshaw was on my list too gene upshaw
1: and um um the he had a weird name he played for the bills uh oj simpson always mentioned him it was like demolier It, yeah. yeah, it was just it was just the all timer Bills card. And that was the other, other guy I was thinking of. The electric company. But I mean, god dang, do I mention OJ Simpson a lot on this podcast? I should stop.
0: <laughs> Got an obsession. That's all right. one
3: other name oh, that I- owen, how's how's Carrie doing?
0: <laughs> all right. All right, moving on. One other name that I wanted to throw out there just for fun, because I knew you guys would know was the beard, Travis Frederick hey for fun yeah. yeah for fun because he was so good and then he just had to retire early i think if he would have had a whole career could have made an argument but he retired way well, too early you know Seth. that's the thing is he's he's one of those guys like a flash in the pan player like he had
3: five years there where it was like dominance that's where i think jason kelsey's kind of a lock for the nfl because he's had the longevity plus he had that five-year stretch and actually probably
0: almost a 10-year stretch but we jumping right into today's tackles. Today's tackles. Um, who went first on the guards? I forgot. I went Terminator. first like every single time recently, so I'm, okay. I'm going. I'll go last. Okay, I'll go number one because I'll make it easy. You want to go on? You want to take it? The, no, the you take. Ninety-six, say, you 96
3: you overall,
0: left tackle of David the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Forever, forever best offensive line. Well, maybe at least the second best offensive lineman in the league, in my opinion. Definitely the best left tackle in the league. David Bakhtiari, number one, most
3: recently, yes. And then he's got youth on his side, too. Um, there's also the best hair,
0: the best hair out of any offense. Can't
3: you know what? Can't argue with that, my guy. But, um, no, I think Bakhtiari like he solidified himself in that role in the last two years. But there's been some guys that have kind of fell, fallen off, you know, some old heads. Uh, one might, no, one won't get mentioned in this list. But uh, like, there's been some guys that have uh, that have fallen off the wagon a little bit in the years, the re- most recent years,
0: and that's where Jeremy's just itching. Really... Jeremy's just itching to say his name. He's just ready to.
3: <laughs>
0: I, uh, I want you up next. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm
3: not going to pick your guy, so don't worry
1: about it. Um, I'm going to go the other first team. I'll pro. Tackle on the right side. Just love those Browns offensive linemen. Jack Conklin, free agency. Ooh, Jack big Conklin, time.
0: number two. Wow. Big
1: big timer from the Tennessee Titans. moves over to Cleveland. They weren't sure. Uh, they were just doing whatever they could to make it work over there. And then all of a sudden, they got three all-pro type level uh, linemen over there. Jack Conklin is one of them. One of the best run blockers in the NFL. Jack Conklin.
3: 79 overall, Jack Conklin and uh, Madden. No big deal. Not that that makes our our ratings
1: here. Yeah, I was going to hear it Jeremy. Really? We're going first team all-pro right tackle Jack Conklin as a 79 overall. Come
0: on. Must not have updated those rosters recently. Must not have. So I am going to go.
3: You know what? I'm not even going to put my boy three just because of a down year. I'll put him four since I'm back-to-back here. But I'm going to go with two old heads here. I am going to start my list with, oh, and this is not going with yours, with uh, like kind of moving forward. But I'm going Andrew Whitworth. Because, I mean, that dude is 38 years old, and he is still a top probably th- three to five tackle in the NFL. Like he's very, very good. Yeah, three I mean, yeah, in <laughs> my mind, he definitely is a top three tackle for sure.
0: Um, he's not retired, right? He's coming back next year. They, they have he, 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 he said that for he's sure. Interested, he wants yeah. to come back, but I don't know if it would be with the Rams or not. You know what? If he wants to come back, I'll take him in Philly. Um, and then number yeah, replace four. one old one with the other. Yeah, that's fine.
3: Anyways, no, I don't want to get rid of that. Uh, my, off, my Australian food out there, but uh, at number four, we are going to go with my guy, Lane Johnson, probably the most athletic offensive lineman in the entire NFL. Like, let's just be honest. Dude went into Oklahoma playing quarterback. And then he switched over to wide receiver. And then eventually he found his way to the offensive line. And then when my Eagles drafted him, they had just the best left tackle probably known to man. So we switched him over to right. And now he's turned into, I mean, one of the best offensive linemen in the last, you know, six, seven years now. But like I said, probably the most. I mean, he's kind of – he came right after – Owen, oh, you'll be quick with this one. Who is that tackle that the Raiders took that one year for running the four-five or four-four? Remember that? The Raiders took that left tackle. Oh, what was his name? Lane how Johnson long, went. The, how long ago? It was the year right before Lane Johnson. I'm pretty sure. So, like, way back ago. then. Yep, I can't think of the guy. Oh, the Robert league. Gallery. Was it? was it? No, 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 nope, no. It was. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Right, right around right. that time, though. Right around that time. Um, I'm going to just give a quick Google search. God, God. the dude ran like a four, five or four, six, some crazy. I'll dig it up in a bit here. But uh, Lane Johnson came the next year and he panned out Lane Johnson. I mean, he was probably one of the best picks the Eagles have taken in the last 20 years, if not all time. But uh, I mean, talk about a guy that come in and he's, he's turned it. He's, he has no weakness. Like the guy can get out and run. He can pass block. He can run block, and he come in known as more of a pass blocker, but he's turned into a great run blocker too. But uh, no, yeah, give me Lane Johnson. I mean, six foot six, three hundred thirty pounds. Dude can move like a deer. I mean, he's uh, no weakness in this game. One of the best for the longest time. He Lane Johnson had some statistics where he had gone six straight years with not giving up a sack in the NFC East, and it was like what a what a what a stat, you know. But uh, give me Lane Johnson four. But I'll dig up that name real quick. Oh, and you're five,
1: right? Yeah. I'm, I mean I was thinking yeah, I did yeah, yeah. they didn't they didn't pick a offensive tackle in the first round between 0-4 and eighteen. So you sure oh, you're thinking you, Raiders?
3: Well. Okay. Oh it, it was the Raiders for sure. I just I, he might not have actually been a first round pick.
1: Okay. Uh, then I'll take another guy in the Wyatt Teller mode mold. mold of being, you know, below average. This guy was actually pretty terrible, especially with penalties in the previous year. Goes up to be uh, widely respected as, you know, David Bakhtiari, obviously the best left tackle in the game. It's hard to argue that. Left tackle Garrett Bowles for the Denver Broncos made himself a name this year.
0: You're really going Uh, off the chopping block, aren't you? Off
1: the chopping block man i don't know guys i don't know if all throw means anything to you but it does to me <laughs> and left tackle garrett bowles in my opinion was the second best left tackle in the game and it's mainly obviously uh i think the transformation kind of holds a special spot and i'm just I, like i said i'm just trying to think of where they were at the beginning of the year to where they ended up at the end of the year among uh the elites in the in the league and uh again huge transformation uh, anchors the the Broncos uh, offensive line hopefully they, they do something with him while he's under contract but Garrett uh, no longer Garrett holds Garrett mole all pro
0: you know so Owen you went left tackle and right tackle then huh yep all right. I out. I kind of wanted to I, pick another. I did as well. I did as well. Son. I
1: kind
0: of wanted all to right. pick a right tackle, but i I'll follow suit. I'll follow suit. And I'll, I'll kind of go the, the own way who, a guy who's recently a first time all pro um, plays on the right side. Since I took David in the first, obviously left tackle. So probably the two, the two best tackle tandem in the league. One of the two right tackle, Ryan Ramchick out of new Orleans. I was debating between him and another guy and seeing how we're going left, right tackle. I had to go, I had to go him anyway. He probably should be on this list. He's been one of the best right tackles in the league. The last two years was a first team all pro two years ago, pro bowler this year. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Ryan Ramchick, out of Yeah.
1: And uh, Wisconsin boy. So of that's kind of, of course that, that's where I wanted to, to go, but I just wanted the symmetry too. I wanted the left, right. I'm trying to think. Okay, so we, we all kind of got our offensive lines. I'm trying to remember mine, I go Garrett Bowles, Brandon Scherf, Corey Lindsley, Wyatt Heller, Jack Conklin. And I'm feeling pretty happy about it.
0: You know, I think we all would. There's three names. In my opinion, there's three names that – I have four guys on my list that we didn't say, which is crazy. I got, I got six names that we didn't list. Six. I got
1: – I got two, and they're both rookies.
0: Well, not on my list. Wurfs. <laughs> Wurfs is on my list, too, Owen, Really? There you go. Uh, yeah, I suppose. What he did in Tampa, yeah. 89 overall, Tristan Wurfs. Ooh. But Jack Ryan Ramchek is, is also line. an
3: 89. Yeah, right. Um, We're going to just all spit out one more name?
2: Yeah. Sure.
3: I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go Laramie Tensel, 89 overall,
0: Houston, Texans. Yeah, Fair he enough. was on my list. He was on my list.
1: You you kind of think down on him because of what cost to get him for the Texans and how much of a shitty spot they're in, but still one of the best left tackles in the game. So
0: The lone bright spot on that offensive line. Yes. So. Literally,
2: literally.
1: Um, Yeah, Makai Becton. I just like watching the guy.
3: Oh, and I, I had like faith watching. in you to mention him. I had faith in you to mention him, so I, le- I was going to say him because uh Becton is probably my favorite offensive lineman to watch right now.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so – I could, go, I could go to the other side of that tandem I just mentioned, but I'm not going to, even though I think Teron Armstead... That's the name I got. but I, I Personally, I'm going to choose Trent Williams. Trent Williams is the guy that I'm going to take. Left tackle with San Francisco now, was with Washington all those years where he made his name and his big money, then went over to San Francisco and just did it again, pretty much. So I think he's yep. been to the Pro Bowl four or five straight times. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah,
3: To keep to keep it in the NFC East, Tyron Smith is another guy that you could mention.
0: Obviously, some
3: injury concerns
0: recently. But, um, I mean, for a
3: while there, just in the NFC East, you had probably top three or five left tackles. Those two adjacent Peters.
2: Yeah. I yeah. found my guy,
3: by the way. Um, funny enough, he was not a first-round pick. For some odd reason, I thought he was. And he wasn't that far back. This man was taken in the fourth round right after – He's taking the round after Jared Valdir, funny enough.
1: Wait. Is he still playing at a high level right now?
3: Okay, never mind. He, he didn't pan out. Listen to these numbers real quick. I thought he ran a four or five, but I had that wrong. He ran a 4.7. At 315 pounds, he jumped. So he ran a 4.7. He did 34 bench reps. He had a 32-inch vertical and a 100-inch broad jump. Bruce Campbell. Remember that name?
0: Campbell. Oh, it was yeah. He was a tackle. Yeah, Bruce. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yep. He played for Washington, too? No, he came out of Maryland. He came out of Maryland right around hey, the same time as Vernon Davis did.
0: Somebody else.
3: I don't know. He might have played for Washington later in his career, but he came out of Maryland right around the similar time that uh, Vernon Davis did when they were just putting out these freak athletes. But – um that kind of built the mold of the type of offensive tackles you wanted—just these freak, freak, freak athletes like that. But yeah, he never panned out. Hmm.
0: I think he ended up in Seattle for a little bit. But
2: all right,
1: let's do it, Seth.
0: All time, all time. This should be interesting. So, so
1: you went first.
0: So you're number. I want to go first. second this time. I'll go second this time. All right, I'll go third. Owens first. Okay.
1: Anthony Munoz.
3: Hey
1: best offensive lineman of all time. I mean, pretty, yeah, 11 straight. Yeah, hit that Rose. On I mean, he wasn't he like uh, yeah, I mean I don't really have to say much. He's just what's the I mean, all-time like guy when you when he puts up his hands and you see his fingers like go out in different directions like he he laid it on the line, dude. Yeah. Widely respected, widely considered the best offensive lineman of all time. Anthony Muñoz. Cincinnati Bengals started in two Super Bowls. I didn't realize the Bengals made it to, to the couple Super Henry Bowls right now.
0: In the 80s, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was back With, when uh, they had the left handed one or boom, boomer, boomer. sizing, correct?
3: boomer. Yep.
1: Big boomer. Top four touchdown passes.
0: Hey, you don't see that every day. No. All right, Jeremy, number two. All right. Might be controversial. Um, also, might have been one of the tallest left
3: tackles of all time. I am going to go with Jonathan
0: Ogden. Ooh, definitely, definitely not. Not, not, yeah.
3: You know, I was going to say there's, there's a couple names that fall right around him, but he, I mean, he was so damn dominant for so long. Um, what's funny is he was drafted this, uh, the same first round as Ray Lewis, right? Do I got that right?
0: You might actually. You might. Let me just uh, um, let me verify that one.
3: I was going to say, one of you two dig that up for me real quick. I, I'm trying to dig that up. I swear he was the first first round pick in that draft, and then Lewis was next. Um, but, I mean, Jonathan Ogden, the dude played in 177 games. I mean, he played from 96 to 2007. Not like a crazy long career, but that's back when, like, you kind of really started to see some great, great tackles around the late 90s, early 2000s. These guys that could road grade but also pass block. And, I mean, he played for some great Raven teams, you know. Um and yo, know, he's forgot about how tall that dude was. He was nine or 6'10, like 350 pounds. That was just an enormous Mammoth. human being. Mammoth. Yeah. But well, no, yeah, he, I mean, he could kick back and he could block. And also, Owen, just because you did this, um, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns on the career. I mean, who's going to jump up and bat that ball down, you know?
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody.
0: All right. Uh, I get three and four, so I'm going to save one of my picks for number four, because I got to make sure he's on this list. Um, but yeah, number three, I'm going to go Orlando pace. One of those nineties tackles you it. were talking about. Um, kind of along the same line as Jonathan Ogden, a mammoth of a man. He was six, seven, not quite as big as Jonathan Ogden, but one of those giant left tackles everybody wanted so much. So let me see if I can pull up any, uh, any, any catches for him. I don't think so, but, That's all right. He was a all pro three times, hall of fame, hall of fame uh, team in the two thousands, obviously was part of the uh, greatest show on turf years, but yeah. Orlando pace at number three. So number four, Joe Thomas, left tackle out of Cleveland has to be on this list. Made the pro bowl every year of his career, other than his last year, which he really didn't start. Uh, was the Iron Man a left tackle?s Pretty much started every game of his career. Once again, until his final year.
3: Now, one winning season, but never in the playoffs, right?
0: Uh, I think they made the playoffs one time. He was in the playoffs once. Oh, with Derek Car- with Eric Anderson. Yep. Yeah, and i Braylon believe- Edwards and yeah. them guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one year, and I think they lost right away. But whatever, it does matter. But yeah, on this list, who now looks like the Rock almost? Like his transformation is just mind blowing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was weird. Alan Fanica's out there running marathons, losing weight. And Joe Thomas looks like a, he looks like he could play tight end in the league right now. Yeah. Like.
0: It's, yeah. And I'll never forget his draft story. It was, um, I don't know if you remember this, Owen, but out on a fishing boat with his dad. I in think a on, boat. On Lake Michigan, I believe, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah sounds right.
0: Yeah getting drafted first round but uh just on a boat doesn't matter anyways that was three and four um yeah three four so who's five a that'd be me me me
3: all right this is going to be controversial because i'm definitely um this is my guy so i am going to go with oh my ipad's having a fit so here, here's my guy. I'm going to go with, as of ladies kind of bothered me, but um, we are going to go with Jason Peters. So Jason Peters, also known as the bodyguard, I'm having just a heck of a time finding any of his PFFs, but he had this string of, I think it was six straight years. where he had like, it was the one or two PFF and no sacks given up. And if I found it on here, if you cut off this last year, the 2020 year, because it was just so bad, the dude's only given up, like, I think, single-digit sacks in his career. Um, talk about a guy, super athlete. He played tight end in college at Arkansas. Um, also, I mean, he's just – he was so good for a stretch there with Philly. And, I mean, it was back when we had Shady and them, and it just kind of fit right in the mold with Jason uh, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. These guys could get out run pass block and, and they can move. I mean these guys could just move. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jason Peters. That's definitely me being biased and uh, a home homer homer there, but uh
0: up until this past year, one of the one of the best for sure. Jeremy, All I'll right. do you I'll do you one better with that. He's got um I'll just I should say I'll add to it. He's got one receiving touchdown in his career. Did you know that? Two catches, five yards, one touchdown. Yep. Can't beat
3: it. Got it. But I remember i caught him in Buffalo too. Yeah, it was Buffalo. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Jeremy gets the first honorable mention, and the honorable mention in my head will go to the five A spot. As a, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, five B. Not surprised. I guess there's like three guys that I thought I thought might have been the for sure like round out the. Oh, round and out there's the way there's here. a
0: bunch of names. There's three solid names
1: that so are more go... deserving,
0: but. Again, you know, I got two names left, so we'll see what you say. But
1: and you know, I, I like my history, so I'm gonna go force Greg seven times Super Bowl champion left tackle for the Green Bay Packers, 1957.
0: We're just we just adding we that. just
3: how to that many line. times did he win the what?
1: Uh, seven time what? NFL champion.
3: Oh, I thought you said Super Bowl champion. Two
1: yeah, times a, Super Bowl. It is.
0: It is. It's the same game. Super Bowl. Set. Same had he been a difference.
1: It's too bad that he had been playing 10 years in the league before the Super Bowl was a thing, but right, 188, 188 consecutive starts, set a set of record seven, like I said, seven times Super Bowl NFL champion. Shut up, Jeremy. Vince Lombardi said he was the best player he ever coached out of all those players that he coached in that time. Of course, Greg also played for the Cowboys, kind of. Uh, easy to forget when he played for Tom Landry and the Cowboys there at the end of his career. So oh.
3: what a slap. I
1: I needed him in the top six. And then the rest will be interesting. Jeremy gets the first honorable mention, because so I'm curious.
3: I have two names that I really want to well, three names I really want to say here.
1: Well give one um, and you can get the rest after.
3: I'll go Willie Rove to stick to those chief uh,
0: chief offensive lines. He was on my list. He was on my list. Big human. Willie Rolfe was a very, very big human. Large um, human. Yep. But just
3: eleven-time Pro Bowler. Uh, I think he was six-time first uh, All-Pro. He actually, he was on the Saints as well.
0: Yeah, he was. I think towards yep. the beginning of his career, if I remember right. Yep. He's a
3: All-Decade
0: '90s team and All-2000s All-Decade team. That's all right, Jeff. Yeah. Um. I'm going to keep it recent as well, at least, you know, somewhat recent. Walter Jones. Yeah. Left tackle with Seattle, part of the uh, part of that dominant line with him and Steve Hutchinson. So Walter Jones is my other pick. A lot of good tackles in the last, like, 30 years coming for up. For sure. He has been.
1: Um, yeah, I just, like, just because he's the he's a quintessential 70s NFL player for me, uh, name and all. Dan Dierdorf, 71-83, to 83 left tackle, right tackle, actually, for the Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals allowed the allowed the fewest sacks for five consecutive seasons, and uh, best offensive lineman, 76, 77, 78, voted on by the players.
3: All right. I'm going to chime in real quick. Seth, yeah. to our absolute ignorance, Willie Rove played most of his career in the Saints. 93 uh, really? to 01 in New Orleans, 2002 to 2005 in Kansas City, and he was oh. actually from Louisiana Tech. Hey. I,
1: re- <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I only remember him as the Freest Holmes bulldozer. That's what I remember.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. I was going to say we're, we're, we're that age group. Yeah, so it would be the Chiefs for us, mainly.
0: That's all I. I, I, I was going to say I knew he was with the Saints early in his career, but I guess I didn't realize it was that much of his career mm-hmm. was with the Saints. Yeah. All right, so that's our list. That's our top five A&B for tackles, guards, centers, all-time right now. Next week we'll continue with – well, what? Are we going to probably go defensive side now, huh? We, we've kind of yeah, covered we'll – Yeah, start over there. Yeah. Have we done tight ends? We did tight ends. Yep. We did tight yep. ends. Wide receivers, tight ends. So, So yeah, we got to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. We do. You know, you know what, Jeremy? We're saving quarterbacks for last, all right? Saving quarterbacks for last. So we're that's gonna good. move to the other side of the field. I
3: want when we do when we do quarterbacks, I want number one. I'm requesting it right now that I want number one when it comes to the
0: quarterbacks, and I want to go first. You know what? Maybe we'll just have two lists, our list and your list. Oh, gladly. But well, that's that works. that works. Leave me
1: out of it. Leave me yeah. out of it.
0: Oh, and don't even show up to the pod that day.
1: I'll just I'll just listen to you guys battling up because we we had this discussion right after the Super Bowl. It was an hour and a half, Brady. It was just Brady, an hour and a half. So it'll happen. It'll be Brady, Brady round two when the quarterback comes
0: back. I can't. I won't do that. I'll just I'll let Jeremy have his moment because you know sometimes you just you just you got to choose your battles as they say. So
3: sometimes you need to admit defeat.
0: Never, I'm like a Spartan. When I die <laughs> is defeat. Anyways, Owen, let's get some brain busters going up in here.
1: Beautiful. I love me some trivia. I've been watching Jeopardy all week. I've been practicing. I, You know what? I actually took the Jeopardy practice test this, this morning just because I was curious and I passed it. Hey. I kind of want to just try out for Jeopardy. What kind of
0: fun would that be? Hey, man, maybe you'll be on with Aaron Rodgers.
1: That's what I was hoping. I probably missed the boat on it, but... April, I mean what he's get in April, he's got sometime 10, in
0: April, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ten uh ten that'll hosting be, that'll duties. that
0: will be the most watched Jeopardy episodes of all time.
1: Of all time? Oh. Well, let's not disrespect the the like Delhi. Okay,
0: okay, okay. But <laughs> it'll be it'll be it'll be talked about.
1: There you go. You're right, you're right. That'll you're be never fun. gonna be... see Tom
0: Brady, the host of Jeopardy. That's all I'm gonna say there. Maybe he'll follow it up and he'll do a
3: second act and you know what? Show Tom TV. Brady probably
0: couldn't even. Never mind. He'll
3: probably be the greatest game show host of all time. But anyways, on.
1: Let's do it, boys. What are we at? I mean, Jeremy. Jeremy kind of routed you last week, So you How know, do you feel? Like
0: I said, it was a preseason game. All right, it was preseason. This is this is week one. All right, week Seth, one. the way you showed up, you look like training camp. That's all right. It, you was, were, it, it was, was
3: first first install.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mini camp, OTAs, rookie rookie camp. Uh, all right, let's just jump into it, boys. All right, well, how are you feeling? How do you, how do your brains feel today? It feels better.
0: I am feel a little okay. bit more confident today than I did last week. Are you going to request that we put phones away again?
1: I mean, just throw, you know, just go throw your hands up, you know, whatever.
0: I, I just, I have my phone on just for as a timer alone. That's it. All
1: right. All right. Fair enough.
0: Owen, that's not comfortable for me. My hands are going to be down here, but my eyes are locked. I promise. Okay. I'll, all I'll right. Just do, I'll do a Will Ferrell. <laughs> just kind of hold them. And
1: I don't, I don't gonna know be, what to
0: do with my hands. I'm going to be a
1: little, <laughs> right. I'm, now that we kind of get the gist, I'm going to be a little stricter with the, uh, the timing of it all and I'm going to be it's going to be you're going to feel a little bit less time you're going to feel a little rushed but that's how it's meant to be I want you to know from more pressure, go. Huh? yep uh we're going to go about 30 seconds for each of these uh and we'll see if it's too if it's too much maybe we'll, we'll make a audible next week but let's go Seth you want the first chance at redemption
0: I'll take it how many wait, right. wait how many rounds are we doing today Many, I got
1: many, I got I got four rounds for sure and if we need to do I can I can kind of start digging one, another one up just in case we want a last a last resort
3: all right here as four well. Four rounds for sure. All right. Hey I did I did bring a trivia question for both of you today.
1: All okay, right. so let's do uh let's do the four and then Jeremy will cap it off with the last
3: bonus round.
1: All right. Trivia question number one, week two, Seth ore. Here we go. Well,
0: it's week one, right? Last week is preseason. I thought that's
1: what we agreed. Week one in your heart. Yes. All right. <laughs> this. All right, you ready? Timer starts after I finish the question. This wide receiver was drafted fifth overall in the 2012 NFL draft, but at, was quickly out of the league after 2014.
0: Wow. What overall?
1: This wide receiver was drafted fifth overall in the 2012 NFL draft. Out of the league by
0: 2014. I yeah, this is where that Jeopardy music plays, and because I have no idea.
1: You need you need um, the millionaire music. We get you got 10 seconds. Uh,
0: I know it's wrong, but Michael Clayton.
1: For sure, final answer.
0: Yeah, I know it's wrong, but Michael Clayton.
1: Eh, wrong. Jeremy. This wide receiver was drafted fifth overall in 2012 NFL draft, was quickly out of the league after 2014. You got 20 seconds.
3: Troy Williamson.
1: Troy Williamson? Final answer? Wrong. We're looking for Justin Blackman, Oklahoma State.
0: Oh. Jacksonville, right?
1: Yeah, yep. that's the guy. That's Owen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, uh,
3: yeah, Owen, I think I was four years too early.
1: I I thought you were way off, but I guess kind of, yeah, not 2012 is kind of a long time ago. So, Troy Williamson, really not that far.
3: Okay. Blackman, man. Damn. Talk yeah. about a talent that really could have been something.
1: And I then just that, off, off the field issues. Okay. Jeremy. An AFC East team made this quarterback the only player selected at the position in the first round of the 2013 NFL draft. You got 30 seconds.
0: 2013 NFL draft. This team, can you repeat the question, please? An yeah, AFC
1: please, East team made this quarterback the only player selected at the position in the first round of the 2013 NFL draft. Do you 15- want just the
3: team or do you want the player too?
1: I need the player. 15 seconds.
3: EJ Manuel, Buffalo Bills.
1: Final answer? That's correct. EJ Manuel. No! <laughs> Buffalo Seth, Bills
3: Seth I don't know what you I don't think you understand what you've gotten yourself into with me that's right we'll figure it out
1: Seth did you have that one? no no?
0: <laughs> you know it, I think it's the it's the time part that just stresses me out like and I'm not gonna lie Seth I was just gonna say the time the time messes with you
3: I think mm-hmm. if you would have like if you give one extra little bit of detail, like if you would have said the college for the wide receiver, I think I would have got it.
1: For the wide receiver.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that would have been, uh, I think that's almost too much. You know what I mean? You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta leave just enough out.
0: You know, but, okay, uh, as soon as you said his name, I was like, yep. Yeah. I know the guy. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, Seth. I mean, you're, you're really, we really need to dig you out of this hole. Um, do you need? Do you want to go first or second in the second round here?
0: I'll go second. I'll go second. You want
1: to go second? You want Shouldn't to shut up your
0: I'm weak over week. I'll, one, I'll, I got a point I'm trying
1: one. to. I'm trying to give Seth some. Some. We- he needs to claw his way back. He's too deep in the hole right now. You
0: know I just mean? need the oh, one. you have, need the one to get me to get me there? Do you have the overall for us? It doesn't matter. We, I, that was preseason. Preseason stats. So Owen, I need you to dig up the overall. I need to know where I'm at overall. I think overall
3: you,
1: I, Seth, did you get one last week? I don't think I got one. I think you got one, and
0: Jeremy had like four or five.
1: I think I think Jeremy had <laughs> I think Jeremy had three, and Seth had one. So
0: overall, I'm pretty
3: sure, not, Owen. I really think I had four or five because I think I stole two from Seth, and I think I got all three of mine.
0: We'd have to go stole, back and listen, but if
1: Seth got if, one, that means you would have got.
3: Three. I stole I stole two from Seth. We missed one. And then I think I hit a I'll have to listen to it again. But I think the I last, the
1: last one, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't really know what we were doing. The last one was just for funsies, I think. The one the Instagram oh. player one. Oh so oh. but um let's go, let's go real questions here. Seth wants to go second. So Jeremy. Thirty seconds after I finish the question. Yep. The last player from the AFC Week at AFC West, AFC West. <laughs> to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns was back in 2013 when this player had 12. 30 seconds.
0: 2013.
1: Last player to lead the AFC. Last player east. from the AFC West to lead the NFL oh, in rushing shoot. touchdowns was back in 2013 when this player had 12. You have 20 seconds.
3: Time out. Let me recompose myself because I
2: was thinking East because you said west. But, but corrected. I
1: corrected. Cr- I did correct Six- myself. I will, give you, me. I will give you 15 seconds after this. Last player from the AFC West to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns back in 2013 when this player had 12. 2013.
2: 10 seconds. Shit. Five.
1: Two. One. Random guess all right let's move no,
3: on i'm not pulling a name at all
1: that's fair seth i'll repeat the question then you got 20 oh, seconds
3: i got a request if he doesn't get it i want i want to the
1: last player from the afc west
3: doesn't count to, well. lead, to
1: lead the oh. nfl and to lead the nfl in rushing touchdowns was back in 2013 when this player had 12 20
0: seconds oh, oh i think it might be too far back or not far enough back what's his name seth. Oh, I think you're thinking of the same guy as me. And I think it's too far back.
1: 10 seconds.
0: Priest Holmes. Too far back. Final answer? Yeah, because I can't think of the Three, other running back's name. So, yes. Two,
1: oh. one. That's wrong. But you're – you got the right team.
0: I knew it. What's his
3: name? It's Larry Johnson, isn't it?
1: No, no. Oh,
3: what's oh, the other guy's Sherman,
1: name?
0: Stop. Jamal Charles. I've yes. that up. That's the guy who was trying to – freaking think of i couldn't get it and so i knew i I knew it was him i was like it has to be him i could not think of his name i literally as soon as you you
3: corrected and said it again my head got stuck on lamar uh larry johnson no that's fair i couldn't get off of him i literally couldn't get off larry johnson
1: you think of afc west and it really was so the first time i read this question i was like oh wait is this gonna be weird i thought like no sean or something because i know he had a good ear right around there but Jamal Charles was kind of an easy pull when it you should think have about been it. He was,
2: yeah.
1: But Priest, I mean, Priest Holmes was 2003, Larry Johnson was 2007. So mm-hmm.
0: those were the leaders. Priest Holmes was the only guy that popped in my head, but I'm like, I know it's not him. I could not. Yeah. Frustrated. That, that's fair. that, one, honestly, frustrating. that
3: one honestly kind of bothers me that I didn't pull that. I <laughs> like Jamal, Charles. Jamal <laughs> Charles, who played for the Broncos out of Texas. He played with Vince Young. How did I not pull that just now? But, anyways but he was I mean, good
0: he was he was like undeniably the best running back for about three years yeah injuries happen very good for a while well,
1: the uh okay seth i mean that was your chance to take the lead but you do but you do have the chance to tie and you definitely don't want to let jeremy and i should have, have, have another had shot. that because
0: i knew it very i'm frustrated with myself
1: okay now just a reminder i can pull up two another two questions pretty quickly let's just see how we feel after this one okay
0: I'm ready. This is question three,
1: four. This is question four.
0: This is question
1: four. Wow. Okay. Seth, 30 seconds after I finish. The last player from the NFC South to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns was back in 2015 when this player had 11. 30 seconds. Again, the last player from the NFC South to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns was back in 2015 when this player had 11. 20 seconds. Devontae Freeman. Final answer? Yes. Five. You got it. Seth Scott on the board. There we yes. go.
0: Tied it up. I was, thinking I, was I was thinking Saints the whole time. Like, no, stop.
1: No, stop. <laughs> oh,
2: dude, I immediately man.
3: was like, I went to myself, powerful offense. I was like, well, Panthers weren't good for a long stretch there. And I was like, it's gotta be Freeman. I'm like, but you can't go far that far back to Michael Turner. I'm like, it's gotta be Freeman.
0: Yeah. Then I was like, was Freeman that far back? And then I was like, yeah. Free, and no, he's, he's right. on uh who's he playing for the Jets right now? No. I don't think he's playing for anybody. Giants. He, he's on the Giants. Giants. Oh, yeah, I, Giants. Yeah.
1: I don't know if he's still under contract, but he was for the Giants. Yeah,
0: I actually had picked him up on my fantasy team for a couple weeks when um when Barkley went down, they brought Freeman yeah. in. And he did didn't work. pan out. I mean, it was okay, but it didn't pan out like you would, have, you would have hoped. All right, Owen, let's do two more since it's tied up. Two more? Two more. Go. Uh, tied game. Real quick, Owen, while you're
3: digging, I'm just going to make sure because mine are screenshots. I just want to have them handy. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you want to do them now we can, and then I can pull up the last two.
3: Well, the one I have ready, the other one I have to pull. So, oh, I didn't know if I wanted to be as friendly with the wording as you. Like, you're, you're, you're bringing it down to division. I was just going to go conference.
1: <laughs> That's fair. I mean, whatever you want – they're still challenging. I mean, I'm glad you, you – it, it was right – it's right on the tip. Seth got that one, I'm glad. But, you know, kind of gets right on the edge.
3: And mine aren't going to be players. They're going to be teams.
1: I'm going to – now that – the farther that we get into it, the harder time I'm going to have. I'm going to get, like, mixed up and accidentally ask the the same question. Um, But I think we're solid at this point. All right.
3: All right. All right. All right. I think I got it for you guys. Let me just get the proper wording for you real fast. Okay. Let's hear it. This AFC team. Seth first. Yep, Seth, this one's for you. This AFC team. I'm going to give you the statistic and then you've got to tell me the team. This AFC team in 2016 – had three starting quarterbacks and threw no more than two interceptions the entire season. I'll even give you another statistic to this. All three of these quarterbacks have went on to separate teams since and have been starters since this 2016 AFC team.
0: Can I, can I ask you, I'm
3: not giving you any more details. I'll I'll give up too much at that point. I probably shouldn't give you the last bit.
0: i'm gonna say the patriots
3: is that your final answer
0: yeah uh Brissette, jimmy g and brady ding 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 he gets it give him two that, give him that wow two picks point. that that's kind of hard. i was like did they really only threw two picks but it's like I'll, that can't that I'll can be the only time people. because that was probably when brady was deflate gate right when he was suspended for um or- i don't remember that part for sure um, they did go on to play
3: in the Super Bowl and won against Atlanta. Um, but as far as statistics, Brady threw 28 touchdowns, two picks. Garoppolo threw four touchdowns, no picks. And then Brissette threw no touchdowns, no picks. So
1: Brissette, had,
3: yards.
1: Brissette had two and a half games. Jimmy, Jimmy G had a game and a half. And then Brady um, had the
3: rest. Jimmy G, Jimmy G went – he played six games, started two. Reset played three games, started two. Uh, Jimmy G was 2-0. and Jaco- Jacoby was 1-1, one and, one, and Tom Brady was 11-1. All right. Ding,
2: Good ding, question.
3: ding, give it to him. All right, Owen, here is your question. Talk to me. What is this, – this 2010 AFC team is the only team to ever – have the number one offense and
0: the number one defense and missed the playoffs. I just saw this the other day. I just saw this. I know it was
3: 2010 AFC team had the number one total offense and the number one total defense, but missed the
2: playoffs.
1: I had a, I had a team come to my mind straight away, but I'm trying, I can't place the year specifically. So I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm just gonna say the Chargers.
3: Ding Ding ding, give it
1: to them. <laughs> because they 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 always did. I remember there was one year where they were just they were special and then they just didn't
0: they were they had what like 10 wins. That
3: year? I'm pulling it right now. Um they were nine and seven. They just must couldn't have lost, finish lost games. a
0: lot of I was gonna say they must have lost a lot of close games to where they they finished out.
3: From week 11 on, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, win. So they had a three game losing streak, but they had a four game winning streak after. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like a bad year when you look at it, but nine and seven, Rivers threw for 4,700 yards, 30 touchdowns, 13 picks. Um,
1: Ryan Matthews. Tobias-
3: Tolbert had 700 yards, 11 touchdowns. Matthews had 678 for seven touchdowns. I Malcolm think that Floyd, was Ryan Matthews' Vince, rookie it year.
1: It was, yeah. Malcolm Floyd, yeah. Vincent Jenkins, or Jackson. John, RP. Uh, Jackson, yep. Man, the, recently,
3: a, yeah. There's rolls, Jacob Hester out, out of LSU, damn.
1: Eric Weddle, the beard, of course. Quentin Jammer was still there. Holy crap.
3: Huh. Wow. Randy McMichael, what a name. You guys remember Randy McMichael? Yeah. Oh, Dolphins, Chargers, Randy McMichael. Oh, my God. Love
1: it. Hey, good good questions, though. All right, boys. Excellent questions. All right, all right. I got two. You guys ready? All right. You ready to finish this? Oh,
0: let's finish this off, huh?
1: Now, what Now what was the record again? You guys each got one? Is that what it was?
0: We both got one head-to-head. Seth now has two. You have one.
1: Okay. Well, uh, all right.
0: one, for Jeremy and I, yeah, one-to-one.
1: Yeah, head-to-head,
0: yeah. we're one-to-one.
1: Seth and I were an exhibition game
0: <laughs> celebrity <laughs> right. uh, yeah
1: okay celebrity so, match so Seth one second so Seth's gonna go first in this round um, all right here we go who is the most recent defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP who is also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who is the most recent defensive player to win the Super Bowl MVP and is also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, got 20 seconds.
0: 20 seconds? That's a lot because of Super I, Bowls.
1: I'll give you – okay, I'll give you 30 seconds starting now.
0: So, you really – you got to kind of like go ship through the, the Super Bowls who's won – there's one name that pops in my mind, but – I feel like it's too far back, but it's like almost, is it too far back because so many quarterbacks wouldn't now? How many, how many seconds do I got? 15.
1: I'm trying not to pressure you. Cause I know I just need, I, I would like, la- I'd rather you get an answer out than it would like really strictly follow the time. But
0: no, I have one name that I'm going to bank. I'm going to go on okay. if I can't think of anything else. So okay, when you yeah. get me, five ray lewis final answer final
1: answer ray lewis in 2001
0: is the answer hey look at that he was the first i figured, name. It, was, I figured it was those ravens it was yep. the first name that popped in my head i'm like he's probably the last guy to do it he's a hall of famer i mean like i, I mean, said, so many quarterbacks wouldn't know
1: yeah, it's hard to really track, especially 2000 to 2010, to track who did the defensive MVPs were. But uh, yeah, but it goes that, all the way that's, back.
0: That's why I was like, "Is that too far back, though?" Kind of thing too. I was like, "There's, there's really nobody, no other defensive."
1: Yeah, I almost thought uh, I was trying to remember, like in 2013, if Ed Reed won it, that would be the other one that messed me up. And then I remember Flacco yeah. won the uh, that that MVP.
3: Struggling really. after that one.
1: Jeremy, do you have Ray Lewis?
3: I was thinking it was either Ray Lewis or somebody like Ronnie Lott. Or I'm like, I was just, those were the names. Cole that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Try, you know, try not to strain you too much, but just to give you a little tickle on the noggin. You know what I mean? Let's get those brains a Tickle working.
0: on the noggin.
1: All right, Jeremy, you need this to tie Seth for the week. For the week. Seth came back. I almost,
3: he, I almost don't want
0: to end with two each, Seth. I want to keep going here.
1: I mean, if you tie, I'll give you one.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do a tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Here we go. I'll read it once. The timer starts, and then I'll read it again. Who is the most recent non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP who is no longer active in the NFL? I'll repeat. Who is the most recent non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP who is no longer active in the NFL? Any other position Mm -hmm. to win Super Bowl MVP no longer plays?
3: Time out. Reese, say a question to me one more time.
1: Who is the most recent non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP? That's what I wanted to hear. To win Super Bowl MVP. Antonio Holmes. Final answer? Positive. That's right, two thousand nine. Santonio Holmes.
2: Hmm. I had to
3: make sure you said non-quarterback because I was like in my head I thought that's what you said. I'm like, that's the only guy because like Fitz would have. Yeah, I was. I was like, it's got to be Santonio San Holmes.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, Von Miller, Malcolm Smith, uh, Julian Edelman. Those are the only other three that but I can think of. The active. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You kind of got to parse that out. So that was good. 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 Play by you fellas.
3: See, Seth, Seth, when I'm sure, I'm just sure.
0: Just sure. Just knife to the half. Zero. Zeroing in. All right. Tiebreaker, Owen. <clears throat>
1: We're in the tiebreaker now, fellas. Oof. I'm trying to think. Like, I could find the end could, now. Like, I could find You could one just give us one more quick.
3: each. I mean, you could just give us one more each. I'm cool with that.
0: All right. I mean, these yeah. questions,
3: this is the type of stuff that's really. Gets the people going, Owen.
2: Gets the people going. Gets the people
0: what they want. All right. Let's see where
2: we're <clears throat> Here.
0: Owen's going to have to have like 20 questions next week just in case. He, he's going to have to be prepared.
3: And then he'll show up and we won't get any of them right so.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know, I Come do. On. I do. I, I felt more confident this week and uh, doing a little better. Doing a little better. Two and
3: two. We're both two. We're both two right now. That's
0: all right. And, and and these aren't these weren't cupcake questions either. No, they really weren't. Actually, Owen is just digging through the archives right now. I
3: am.
1: Is. Okay. He's give He's us like, what can from I like just- nineteen twenty nine. <laughs> He's like, what are we
3: bury these idiots
1: with? This will be well. This will definitely be more challenging. I, I think. I think. I mean, there's still a good chance with your your football knowledge to go on. So, who's who's going first? This one?
0: Jeremy is. I went first last time.
1: Yeah. You ready, Jeremy? Always. One AFC receiver in the top ten for career receptions among active players has played for only one team. Who is it again
3: active AFC. One,
1: one afc receiver in the top 10 for career receptions among active players has only played for one team who is that player
0: so just just to be clear on this it's not just afc but it's the whole nfl active career receptions right okay wait
3: holy crap you lost me right there
0: this player is
3: currently active
1: this afc player is in the top ten for career receptions among active, active players, and he's the only one in the top ten who's played for one team.
0: I yep, I get it now. Top ten
3: all time, right? Active, active. Oh, top ten active. That's,
0: yeah, yeah, that's
3: where. Oh, yeah. wow! I think he just lost me with this question all over again. Shit!
1: Look, I'll get. I'll give you. I'll give you one more reread, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. It's I it's, it. I these it. are these He's are better. 20. This one, this these, one's good. This one's tough. These,
1: these questions have to be finicky, and they're better off shown to you. But I'm taking um,
0: notes. I'm taking that's notes. Not, I that's not it. where we're at. I got it. Hey, you can't take notes. That's cheating. I can't. I oh, just wrote wait. down top ten. <laughs> I wrote
3: down top ten. That was it. Just top ten.
1: <laughs> one. One. I, I, I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay, you're gonna have twenty seconds after this. Okay. One AFC receiver in the top 10 for career receptions among active players, has played for only one team. Who is
2: it? God, I
3: feel like this shouldn't be this hard.
1: You got about 10-ish. Think of a guess.
3: I'm like, that's the thing is when I don't pull a name at all, I just don't pull a name.
1: Five?
3: I have two
0: names that popped in my head right away.
1: Two, one, throw guess. Throw
0: guess. I got to give a name. I got to give a name.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Where? I'm buzzing.
3: I'm buzzing.
1: You. You'll get a second oh. guess after. All oh. right, Seth. I'll reread and you got a little bit to go. Okay. One, a- one AFC receiver in the top 10 for career receptions among active players has played for only one team. Who is it?
0: I have two two names come to mind. It's just Taking
2: they've, been the right a, one, right? they've
0: been around, they've been around a while, but have they had enough receptions is the thing. How many seconds I got? Ten. Five.
1: Four. <laughs> Five. Keenan Allen. Four. Final answer? Three. Yeah, I'm not super two, confident, but one. You're wrong. What was your second guess? TY. Also wrong.
0: Okay. We're looking Hi. for... Hey. AJ Green.
3: Yes. Oh, wow. Didn't even... Do I get that damn point?
2: No, you don't Do get, get that the... point. No. Come on. I still I got you... it.
3: I gave...
1: I did... I, I know the question was, consu- was confusing, but I did give you double time to try to, to ice out that question.
3: I should get that point. <laughs> I should
1: get that point. You can have the point. You can have the point in your heart. Um, all
0: right, Here's
1: here's your question. If you get it
0: to win it all,
1: you've won the week.
0: I get a guess this that is, is if he gets it wrong, right? Yes. Yeah, you get you get to steal, but I won't get it wrong.
1: <laughs> okay. Again, pay careful attention to the wording. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to read it with the right pauses. Try to be grammatically correct.
3: It would be so much easier if you could read it. Or if we could read it, yeah, again. that way would be. That's all right. That's
1: all right. One AFC receiver, formerly of the NFC, is in the top five for career receiving touchdowns among active players. Who is it?
0: AFC to NFC, top five career touchdown receptions. Active.
1: One AFC receiver, formerly of the NFC. Is in, it. is in the top five for, for career receiving touchdowns among active players.
0: Yeah, one 30 the, seconds. One one from the NFC to the AFC. Correct. He's top 10 for what? See receptions? top five for touchdown receptions. Oh yes. Oh, okay. oh man, I had it backwards and I, I had a name. No, I you have 15. NFC to AFC, NFC to AFC. Oh, this is tough. Um, gosh, I I'm, I'm gonna Five. pull it, Jeremy. I don't even Four. Ipsy, Ipsy, think Ipsy, of a guess. If throw Ipsy. it a guess throw it a guess. Uh, throw it a guess. I I, I can't even you. throw it out a guess. Yeah, uh, it's that's the thing Man. is you start
3: stumbling over names. I know. Here
1: you go here you go, Jeremy. One AFC receiver. Formerly of the NFC, is in the top five for career-receiving touchdowns among active players. Who is it? You got 30.
3: Currently in AFC, used to be in NFC. Correct. Top five five in career touchdown receptions, current career touchdown receptions, right? Active.
1: Active. Yep. You got 15.
3: Receiver.
2: Think of a guess. Yeah, five.
1: Four. Three. Two. One.
2: Spendings. No.
1: Des Bryant.
3: Ah, Not the Brian. <laughs>
1: He's
0: a free agent. <laughs> wow. He's a free agent.
3: That's so messed up. He's a free agent.
0: <laughs> All right, hey, we got to do another one. We got to do another one because we didn't Owen. get it. That right? was a good one. That, that was, was a good one. Both of them. That's not even actually
3: right. Did not- you see what he said about the Ravens? No. He said as soon as he got into the practice field, he knew it was the wrong fit. He's, he said he'd never go back to the Ravens, basically. Really? Wow. I just read that. Nice. I just read that. The Why other did day, he stay yeah. then? I think he was just looking to get uh, his basically somebody to put him on the field. Um, yeah. And then there was that controversy of when they said he couldn't play. Of yeah, 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 yeah. And he said he was actually healthy. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting.
0: All right. We got to do another man, one. Damn it. Jeez. A cowboy of all.
1: Who's, okay. Who's going first? This is the last. Nice. I got I to quit after these two.
0: I got it. <laughs> it's fine. We'll, we'll have to. Yeah, Wait. This is it. One I, more each. Yeah, one I, more I'm each. It.
1: I'm it. One more each. Okay. that's, that's it. Yep lightning round you get a little less time you get 20 seconds okay? okay
0: okay all right all right all right
1: after i read the questions 20 seconds oh, you know what i i can't i can't i actually can't do it I already, I already kind of revealed the answer to one shoot in previous okay just give me just give me a second i'm, I'm find some more
2: shoot <laughs>
1: There's actually Super Bowl MVPs again, and we already kind of talked about some. Oh,
3: so it, Von Miller. And, yep, yep, yep.
1: One, one would have been easier than the other. But we'll save that for maybe maybe for another time. I'll think of a way to reframe it.
3: You're stressing me out on. I got to go to the Celsius. Got to go to a
1: Celsius. Go to a Celsius. This,
3: this podcast brought to you by.
1: No free ads. Not even
3: Summer Shandy. All
1: right. No. Nope. If you say so. Nope. Just blurt it, blurt it out uh, right when you know the answer. Okay. Okay. Tom Brady. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a player <laughs> who. I'm gonna say a player when I finish the question. You yell out the team. This player won Super Bowl MVP. What is his team? His name is Dexter Jackson.
3: Oh, man. And I heard I, – I know the name. Shoot. And he won Super Bowl MVP, Dexter Jackson. Which team? It's got
0: to be way back. has got to be.
3: How many guesses do we get? Because I can't just keep rant, ranting off names.
1: I mean, you each get one guess before the other one, you know, oh, before I'm, you can guess again.
0: I'm going to say the Steelers. Oh no!
1: Sorry.
3: Okay,
0: I'm gonna go. It's gotta be way back. Dexter Jackson. I then. think this is early '90s.
3: Am I right Owen? Fucker! <laughs> Can't narrow it down. Can't uh, narrow it down.
1: I'll give a hint after you thing. miss this one.
3: After you, that's sick, man. That's sick. Um, I'm <laughs> gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Broncos.
1: No, he was a free safety.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There you go. Oh yeah, early two thousands. Yeah. Yep. Then three. All right. As soon as you said free safety, I'm
3: like, boom! He played with Gruden. Yep.
1: Oh. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. I recognize that right away. So. Er- okay.
1: Yeah. 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 He did.
3: So- yep. Um, you you did some work on Owen in the MVP Super Bowl and uh season, but, but uh, you cheated. But um,
2: you cheat.
0: as Owen said. But uh, I cheated. I, I just I just knew the answers faster than he did. That's all. That's all it was. That's semi accurate, but it's also semi accurate
3: that you cheated. So uh, I'm gonna bring some more questions. I'm gonna bring the heat next week,
0: boys. All right, I'm um, ready. Uh, who who's we'll, trivia we'll is probably this? Be, is it Owens or yours now?
1: Well, is we can, it we can use? switch it up. Use is it? Is use? Owens? Is it
0: <laughs> you know, I, I call this Benson's Brain Busters for a reason. Keep it Benson's Brain Busters. I'm only bringing three or four to the party, boys. All right, that's fine. All right,
2: all right.
3: It's BYOQ. Bring your own questions, duh.
0: All right, or BYOQ. Bring your own trivia. There you go. <laughs> all right, that's the show, everybody. We'll see y'all next week. Enjoy the weekend. If you're in Wisconsin, enjoy the warmth. It's going to be warm this weekend. Springtime. Yes. Is. It is. It's early right. spring,
2: it feels like, that's for sure.
0: Otherwise, adios. Adios. adios.